What's up and welcome to episode 26 of How Not to Summon a Podcast. I'm Shinny Senpai and this week I'm joined by the guy who would drink all the medical spirits in the infirmary, Grayson. Accurate. And the demon's meal equivalent of a large Big Mac, Jim. <laughs> Supersize me, bitch! <laughs> They'll get one happy meal out of that one. And a little toy. <laughs> <laughs> and this week we are going to be watching The Promised Neverland, episode one to six. <laughs> you can't hold it together. <laughs> you can't hold it together, did you? us if you we 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 worked out a signal if you need the shit uh right ready no i'm not we've literally gone like (laughs) over the fucking hill me and you we're fucking gone calm down mcnuggets carry on sheen so we finished watching promise neverland and (laughs) it's time for us to go through the promise neverland so the genre of the promise neverland it's a dark fantasy come thriller is what they've sort of stated it to no. be. No, no, you don't think it's a dark. This is it's a dark slice fantasy. of life thriller, but it's fantasy. Slice of life. This is they live their day to day lives. Yeah, but it's doing very normal things. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but only for, for the first like five minutes. It's not fu- the the entire the show whole- is them doing very everyday things and then calling it training. Well, They're still playing tag and calling it But it's got to be a fantasy because there's demons. I, yeah, and I it's get a the t- human farm. and Drama. Filler. Yeah. Thriller. It's filler. thriller. Filler. You got me thinking about McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you called your penis. Thriller. <laughs> no, the filler. The filler. <laughs> <laughs> so it was directed by Mamru Kanbe. Uh, he's it's best known. Directed by Mum. <laughs> Mamaru. Okay. Mother. Kanbei. Mother. <laughs> and he's best known for doing Elfen Lied. I don't know if you've ever seen that. That's a very dark sort of fantasy. No. I either. have seen it. It's really it's really gory and so it doesn't sort of surprise me that he sort of branched into this. Thing. Sheen, is there any point in you saying I've seen this? Because you've seen everything. It I know. Can well, just yeah. be a given right now. Yeah, Actually, yeah. you might as well just be like, yeah. Look, Elfen Lied. We should okay. share your list on Twitter. Don't share his list. His list is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> don't share it, they might like it. Yeah, just like it, no, it just might like it tips the balance tips. There's point. a lot of different categories in it. Different categories. Uh-huh. What are some of these categories? Hentai, <coughs> horror. Yeah, hentai, <coughs> harem. Yep, go Ech- on. Edgy. Go on. Yuri. Yeah, go on. Romance. Any more that you've missed? Slice of life. Any more? Isakai. Isakai. Heavily Isakai. Yeah. yeah. Anything yeah. else? No, that's you know a bit of everything. But what's the everything? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's the everything? He's really, he's really <laughs> wants to say it. Bit of everything. Bit of everything. Hentai. 
<laughs> it's not on my list. It's not on your list because it's in your private it, browser. Yeah, it's <laughs> not on your list to watch. It's on your list of have watched. <laughs> Kiss Exis, go watch it. Don't watch it. <laughs> like, I've seen it. You told me 18, to go watch it. Don't do it. He told me to go watch it. I haven't seen it, but I can judge. It's only subbed. It's only subbed. Yeah, yeah, it's only subbed. There's a reason I haven't seen it then. <laughs> you, so, should, you should watch it, Grayson. I'm good, thank you. Unless, a unless Stephen scene, there's Toast There's a brilliant does it. scene with chocolates. That's really good. No. No. <laughs> if Stephen Toast does the dub, I'll watch it. Come on, Stephen. I don't know who that is, but come on, Stephen. <laughs> You've not seen Toast of London? Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Yes. 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 Anyway. Yes, I can hear you, Clem Fandango. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> the it. studio that did this is Cloverworks. They were later rebranded as A1 Pictures. We've seen lots of A1 Pictures. They're actually a subsidiary, subsidiary, sorry, Nailed it. of Sony Music Entertainment Japan and Aniplex. Oh, you okay. must have seen Aniplex. Everyone. Yeah. Aniplex. <laughs> Aniplex is literally it. They've made things like Fairy Tale, Darling in the Franks, and stuff like that. We did have a, a, another ask to do Darling in the Franks. I've seen it. We might, we <laughs> is, might get round to it. Is that a no? <laughs> we, might, we might get round to it. Who knows? Why are you shaking uh, your head? It's yeah, right. why are you shaking your hag? Stop <laughs> <laughs> shaking your hag. <laughs> so, on to the voice actors. I'll highlight some of the main ones. So Emma was played by Erica Mendez. She is Puck in RE Zero. And she's also Megami in Konosuba. If you've ever seen Konosuba. They're two yeah, big I've animes. Seen Konosuba. Yeah, she's Megami, like, the little only parts of it the witch that only knows destruction magic. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Norman. Norman is played by Jean Teraldo. Heard that name before. Strangely enough, both the male lead characters, Norman and Ray, are both voiced by female actresses. You can tell. Yeah. They always give it that Ash Ketchum croak. The little rasp. Yeah. yeah. They've got to be women because they have a higher voice tone, which will help for younger children. children. Yeah, I get if that. only you could adjust the pitch. Like who? What, me? You, I can do it in fucking audacity. Well, don't. I probably can't. Yeah, you can't. But the software, you can just adjust the pitch. Just get a male voice actor. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm tired of these women taking men's jobs. (laughs) You heard him, internet. Go for him. So, if you haven't gone for him after Attack on Titan, (laughs) go for him now. Because they agree with me. No, they don't. Their silence says it all. No, their silence means... No one agrees with you. Attack on Titan shit. No. Great. Sheeny. (laughs) We're talking about The Promised Neverland here, not Attack on Titan. I wish we weren't. (laughs) Jean is best known for being Katarina in My Next Life as a Villainess. No idea. Really good anime. Don't need to say it. I've seen it. (laughs) Shock. Don't need to say it, but I've seen it. (laughs) Then we move on to Ray. He is voiced by Laura Stahl. She is best known for being Mammy in Rent-A-Girlfriend. No idea. Another huge anime. Have you seen it, Sheen? I've seen it. Oh, funny. He's heard of the website. Dot are you. And lastly is Isabella, or Mom, however we're going to address her in Mom. this. Mom. Mother. 
Mother. Voiced by. <laughs> Mommy. Just, uh, just uh, going to look after the children there, mother. Yeah. <laughs> is he doing Stewie Griffin? <laughs> yeah, he's doing Stewie Griffin. She is voiced by Laura Post, best known for playing Blizzard in the second season of One Punch Man. Oh. And second season two. Really? Okay. Other than that, not much. They're the only ones I focused on. And then let's jump into the ratings before we obviously go through it and give it ours. So IMDb gave this an 8.6 out of 10. Pretty high. Pretty high. Pretty high. Rotten Tomatoes. Anyone want to hazard a guess what Rotten Tomatoes gave this? 9.1. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is always over-egging it. Oh, wait, no, it's out of 100%. No, Rotten Tomatoes, you usually... Yeah, you usually find... 91%. 91%. You usually find they're quite harsh, Rotten Tomatoes. 90. You reckon 90, you reckon 91. It's got 100%. Fuck off! Not having it. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. Not having it. Made this flawless. Fucking... Corrupt. Flawless. They're corrupt. This had they, there was no problems with this. This was flawless. Flawless. Hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You know why, don't you? Give me another beer, Grayson. Flawless victory. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> Johnny Cage. So should we get into it? Get me another fucking beer. Hundred <laughs> fucking percent. Who fucking was? Do- I, I bet it was you. Another beer. Was it you? <laughs> it's just him on multiple accounts. <laughs> I liked it, but I knew we'll get you into liked that. I'm Let's get, go get a beer. I'm gonna go get Hold a beer. up. Do you want a beer, Jim? Yeah, go on. Can I have the green one, please? Green one. Green one. Fire juice. What? I think he said fire juice. Fire juice. Fire. Hundred percent. You kidding me? Hundred fucking percent. Thank you very much. Hundred percent right. on fucking rotten tomatoes. Have you got a little light? Why don't you just turn on the light? Fuck. Woo. There yeah, we go. It's just so I can see my notes. It's hard enough to read them, as is. Does it have tidy in there anyway? <laughs> Not this time. Isabella, tidy. Tidy? Yeah. <laughs> she lets her hair down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she grew up. Before then. She grew up. No. Right. You tell me old is Isabella? You wouldn't smash mother. Isabella this. states that she's about 34. 435. You're not saying you'd smash mum? <clears throat> Episode one. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a search for later, isn't it? <laughs> Episode one opens with our main three, Emma, Norman and Ray, and they're standing at the gate to the children's home. Farm. Yep. Call it a fucking farm. All right. This farm. is a spoiler podcast. Yeah, okay. It's the They're at the gate of, of the, the farm. farm. And they're sort of talking about little bits of their life. So at the gate, they mentioned that they've never been outside before. They've never gone through the gate. They've been in this place since birth. All of these are warning flags already. They can clearly fit through that gate, right? It wasn't just me. Yeah, yeah, you would be able to if you really wanted to. And then they state that Mother has always told them that they can't go beyond the gate because it's really dangerous. Mother, why can't I go outside? <laughs> Tell me why, mother. They're all, they do come across as a bit entitled, these kids, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. It then jumps to Emma springing awake, and it gives you a glimpse of a number tattooed on her neck. Again, this is another sort of warning flag, because you do question straight away, like, why are they all numbered? Like cattle. Well, yeah, instantly, as soon as I saw the numbers, before I even knew this was a fucking children farm, I was like, numbers, that's what we do for cattle. Breeding or something Breeding like that. Breeding or something yeah. like that is going on. It's a tag on their ear. It's like an earring for cattle. 
you brand them to show them that you they belong to that farm, and then you number their ear with a tag. Okay. Plastic one. We live in farm country. How do you not know this stuff? Because I wasn't born we're in, in the middle of fucking Norfolk. <laughs> Neither was I. I was born Wait, in the middle of a city. We're in vegetable country, <laughs> not meat country. <laughs> get me my fucking beets. You can get yourself some beetroot. Kiss my artichoke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can get yourself some carrots and taters around here. <laughs> you tell me anything about some fucking cows. I ain't Welcome got a clue. to Country File. <laughs> Welcome to the fucking archers. <laughs> Please tell me you know the archers. I know the archers. <laughs> I don't know the archers. You little liar! <laughs> Listen to him every Saturday afternoon. After this scene, we find out that these kids and everyone that we've seen so far, they're in a children's home. There's lots of them about. They're in this big, lovely house with a mum that looks after them. This house Are we is Are mum or mum? Mum. We're going with mum. Mum. Mother. Right, mum. Mother. And it sounds weird saying uh, the accent, mom. Mother. Mom. Every, everyone in this house is super happy. It seems like everything, life is great. Just kids, though. Yeah, life is great. Everyone's having a great time in this foster home, children's home. It's a fucking mansion. Yeah, it's huge. This house is like four stories tall. And it seems like these these children, no matter what the age, seem to have the run of the place as well. It's Hogwarts. But then we sort of... It is, isn't it? We find out later that like rooms that they're not supposed to go in are locked off sort of thing. But that's for later. And we get introduced to, properly, to Isabella. Or mum. Mother. <laughs> He's going to keep doing that. <laughs> mum. Mumsy. Mum. <laughs> Mummy. Mum. <laughs> and then we also get introduced to little Connie. Who, beca- who is important in this first episode. Yeah. And only the first episode. I watched this episode, this episode yesterday. I don't remember this episode. I watched this episode. It's literally as well. the episode that leads into everything. Yeah, I know that. I remember the gate bit. Yeah, that's about all I remember from the episode. Okay. I watched this episode as well yesterday. Do you remember the episode? After meeting Connie, it cuts to all of the kids in a classroom and taking the test. Yeah, they're the taking tests. Tables. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we're in. And everyone's sort of. What are the barcode readers? That really bugged me. Yeah, what is this? They test? like scan the table with a barcode reader. Ah, no maybe it's a cognitive. What the fuck is going on? I don't cognitive know. recognition Bug test. The shit out of me. Is it know. a? This is the one. It's a barcode reader. Yeah, but maybe it's like how many lines? They There's like another way of saying this is the one. You tick it. Oh, you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck's sake! It's a Matrix joke. He's the one. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> So they're all taking the tests, and we're gonna have to calm down. Magical. We're gonna have to calm down on the drinks, Grace. Or else <laughs> this is gonna be a Yu-Gi-Oh episode all over again. again. I don't need to calm down. You do. I'm always drunk. True. 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 That's why he's got such bad taste in anime. <laughs> we find out that Norman, Ray, and Emma have achieved, and always seem to achieve, perfect scores in these tests every time. But. Then they sort of divulge into it a little bit further when the kids are talking about the fact that obviously these three are the best at the tests. But then they sort of break them down. So they say that Norman is the most clever. He stands out above all the rest. The most clever they've ever had, isn't it? He's the most clever there's ever been. Yep. And he is more, even though Emma and Ray achieve 100% as well, everyone knows that there's something about Norman that makes him more intelligent than Emma and Ray. Ray, they say, is an amazing problem solver. And Emma is a fast learner. That's her skill. Like, She's true to herself. 
true to herself and a fast learner, so she can that's pick something skill. up. It's that's not, not, a, that's not a brain true to yourself. It's not a brain skill. Yes, I know myself. <laughs> I know my name. Yes, <laughs> I am the Big Mac. Look, if you're 11 years old and you already know everything that you need to know about yourself, there's a problem. A real big problem. You do know everything you need to know about yourself at that particular time. No, the, Emma, you are a continually growing Being thing. true to yourself is another way of saying that like, Emma's just purely good. She doesn't compromise. So she's no. chaotic good. She, she, does, knows, she, she, knows, she knows what's good and she will follow that path. Okay. That's what Emma is. Is that before or after she leaves four-year-olds behind? Hmm. She has to. We'll come to that. <laughs> she has to, Grayson. Has to. After we find all this out, all the kids then go and play tag out in the woods. Hold on. This is the most extreme... What do you call this game? It. It. It's called It, right? I'd call it a fucking hide and seek for a start. It, no, it's a different game. This is not fucking tag. No, it's a different game. Tag is when you tag Hide and seek is different we... to it. Hide and seek is when you hide. But hide and yeah, seek, but you, you can also combine the two because sometimes you 40, just play 40. hide and seek. Is that what it was called? 40, when, 40. when they're found, they still have to be touched. Yeah, 40-40. But it was what just a straightforward... 40-40 is a term I learned in fucking norfolk it, when is, I a, moved it here. is a cross between it is 40 40 is what they play basically because they get the time to go and hide they get 10 minutes to go fuck yeah. off yeah they're playing yeah it's a cross between and hide then they and, have to get touched and, touched and, and caught yeah. yeah it's 40 40 it's just fucking hide and seek it's 40 40 hmm. that's like saying british bulldog is tag it's not no british bull- bulldog is mental british bulldog's rough yeah it is it's american football without the football and without any of the padding <laughs> yeah any of the rules <laughs> Get from side A to side B without being stopped. And by stopped, you by mean the way, without your ribs getting broken. It doesn't stop when there's one person there. <laughs> no. <laughs> and if you def- get caught, you have to swap sides. Yeah. So then the person that was one bulldog. It's literally one versus Then the becomes rest. an army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, then it narrows down to the rest versus one. Yeah. <laughs> Game on. And then nobody wins. That's, and then, the, that's yeah. the beauty of Bulldog. Nobody <laughs> can ever claim to be the winner of Bulldog. Unless that one gets to the other side. Mm-hmm. Last round, you got to get to the other side. Imagine if somebody did then that. Then you win. If you've done that, I, I doubt it. <laughs> no kid has ever done that. No kid. If you've done it and you're not lying, <laughs> get in touch. You're lying. Because you might be needed on this farm. <laughs> has anyone seen Tag, the film? Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's but so good. You've got to I be that thought guy. I was going to hate you've it. You've got to be Jeremy Rayner. Jeremy Rayner. Rayner, yeah. Yeah. You've got the to be untouchable. Him. Yeah. Jim's just cheats. looking at us like, what the fuck? Have you not seen Tag? About? I've seen Tag. It's fucking brilliant. I just had nothing I'm to based add. It's a true story. It's so good. How is that a true story? It genuinely it is. is. It's a based group on a true story. Guys that get together every year to, to stay play, young. To play games. it, yeah. To stay young. They've they made a pact to play it, regardless of how far they move away. They always meet every year to play it. They still do. All right. Back to the promised Neverland. <laughs> During the game of tag, everyone gets caught except Emma. And Norman is seeking. The only way Norman manages to catch her is he tricks her. And he pretends to fall over, get hurt. He becomes a football player. She panics. Yep, yeah. <laughs> she panics, runs over to him, and he's like, I've tricked you, Emma. Ha ha. It's a way of showing... Brains over. Yeah, it's brains over. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Emma's got all the physical ability, and if it came down to a running match, she's always going to win. But, but also shows that she cares. Will always too do the much. right thing. He even says you yeah. care too much. Yeah, that's he. He says that's your downfall. That's your weakness. Yeah. They also comment on the fact that nobody there has ever beaten Mum at chess. Not even Norman. I mean, they are literally twelve and younger. 
I know, but the claim is that Norman is the most intelligent kid here, and he's clearly, throughout this, very intelligent, but yet he can never seem to outwit this entire that's This entire episode is a preface for the rest of the show, though. It We're is, We're learning yeah. what each of their skills are, and that it's going to be a mental chess mas- match between these kids and mum. And mum mom. Yeah. is a freak. Yeah. She literally is, isn't she? <laughs> they decide to play again. And this time it was supposed to be Emma's turn to be the seeker. And she gets on her broomstick and goes after the snitch. She, <laughs> sorry. She ends up instead just completely, <laughs> you're right, Jim. She you ends up completely ignoring. Literally just like that blindsided me completely. <laughs> as soon as like, you said it, I was like, I don't remember that bit. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember a seeker. Who got on a broom? It's like, this is my... Which is Academy or whatever it is. <laughs> Fuck. She disregards the job that she's supposed to do during this game. And we cut to Norman and he finds Emma standing at a small fence. And this is the like perimeter fence sort that they're right. not supposed to cross. I have a problem with this. I have a problem with it too. I'm with you. Why is the fence this small? I think it's one of those mental things where it's, yes, it's a barrier that you can cross, but the test is that you're not supposed to. Is right. it, is it right. supposed to be the non-curiosity because uh, obviously it's, there's it's nothing easily, on the other yeah, side. Easily I can get over get it if it, I so want. So therefore there right. mustn't be anything Be at 10 it. years mm. old, you tell me there's somewhere I'm not supposed to go, I'm fucking going. <laughs> That's why there's a fucking giant wall beyond it. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's one of those obedience things, isn't it? It's, no. It's, it's also a way for mum to, te- to test. No, it's yeah, not an obedience thing. I'm crossing that fucking fence. Straight away. First but that's why you're one it. of the first ones to go in. Yeah, I was going to say, you're getting, you're getting shipped out at six years old, mate. You're not laughing at I'll way. make it to eight. <laughs> eight? He's going, he's going, I've got brains. I've just got no concentration. Go out. <laughs> exactly. You've got no I'll concentration. Have you know. Those tests are not getting completed. I went ahead a year and to summer camp. Did you yeah. accidentally trip up a year? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they made a mistake on the paperwork. And no, what? when I went to Swaffham High... I was a year ahead because I sat in the class with my one-year older brother than me. When did you go to Swaffham High? I went to Swaffham for two years. Why? I I work in Swaffham and I know what that <laughs> place is like. They might as well be 12-year-olds on a farm. I don't remember much about the school. I distinctly remember writing a male version of... Um, Hamlet? A little bit of Monica all night long. What's that called? Mambo, Mambo number, number five. number five. Me and Louis a mate mo- wrote a male version of that. Like a little bit of Eric all night long. It was very strange. We were young. And I remember the big um, power windy turbine things. Yeah. That's all I remember of that fucking school. Oh, and I went to space camp. You were taken to outer space. <laughs> <laughs> That's what his teacher told him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Little did I know, space camp was a closet. I was about to say, <laughs> join me in the closet and we'll go to... Uh, I came out of the closet many years ago. Uh, definitely. <laughs> Norman and Emma are and soon and joined. Try and recover. <laughs> Norman and Emma are soon joined by Dom, Gilda, and Ray at the fence. For ages, I thought this was Don. Yeah, I kept I, I Don. kept calling him Don. I Don. It's Dom. You come to me on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> of my <laughs> the other kids wake up with one of those horses' heads, but it's got a <laughs> stick coming out the neck. <laughs> <laughs> A hobby horse. That's it. You mess with me, you're gonna you'll wake up with a hobby horse's head. They start discussing at the little fence 
about the fact that nobody ever gets to stay in this orphanage beyond 12 years old. As soon as they turn 12... They all get adopted. That Yeah, no matter what, they get adopted at 12. That's no the one longest they can stay. This. No, no, none of them question. You're questioning this. Why? What? You get so old and then just get given to any old family. Yeah, <laughs> basically. I can accept this because of two things. They don't know what the world is like outside. They don't actually get any other information than what they get inside the place. Yeah. Like, we only know that... The world, is, per- the world yeah. is happy and perfect for them, so why would they question it? Well, it's not even that. Like, you are told we only know our knowledge of adoption and that because we're in a world where you can be adopted at any time. Maybe you can, I can't. I know you can't. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants me, they'd bring me back. It definitely dropped on your head. <laughs> Some drunk 34-year-old in the house. <laughs> Just playing Red Dead. <laughs> and that's what I mean, though. People can get adopted, can't they? At any time in our world, in this world, they are told you turn 12 years old. And you're guaranteed And adoption. you're guaranteed adoption. So you wouldn't dispute that, because that is what you're being told by you mother... <laughs> the person that is your world. And who is seemingly loving and caring and yeah. perfect. Way too perfect. Like, yeah, but you, you won't question that as a child. No, I suppose. You're Mother telling me per- at you know. like eight year old, Grayson's going, this woman seems sus. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Mother is sus. Yeah, I'm calling a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're dinging that from an emergency button. <laughs> They also talk about the fact that they've nobody has ever received letters from any of the adopted, and that's what's before. sus. That's what's sus. Yeah. So once that's they once they've been fake adopted, a letter yeah. for fuck's sake. Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Ma- it's she, not even hard to do. Mum could sit there for ten minutes on a night time going, "Well, this person's going to get a letter from Emma this time." Yeah, it wouldn't take no, long. The fucking, just write it out. I also type it so it doesn't, you don't have to yeah. worry about fucking handwriting. They've got cell phones. Use a fucking computer. Well, have they? Doesn't he say that there are, it's 2045 in this fucking world? Yeah, but we what? don't... We, and he pulls in cameras and everything else. So, yeah, phones would yeah, exist. Yeah, I guess they've got cameras. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's a chance, what? at least. He makes a fucking taser yeah, in a meat a, box. But it is a Polaroid camera. Yeah. And maybe th- he specifically asks for he discusses that. I have the a Polaroid that camera because I'm a hipster. Yeah, but he discusses the fact that he asks for things, but he... They're and mum says that she might be able to get hold of them if they're still available in the outside Yeah, but world. they're always dated as well. And they're very old. Yeah. yeah. But he also says he doesn't know what year it is. Like, how no, far technology's gone. No, he does say gone. about the fact that some of the books are dated at like 2014 and 2015, stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, we're yes, Which means sending phones. this off the rails. When they return, it's an introdu- a very small introduction to Phil in this moment as well. Um, and he is just very quiet and observing the older kids and the way that... And he does this a lot throughout the entire anime. Phil observes and takes in a lot of the surroundings. They did this really well because I didn't his, even notice. Yeah, you get his test scores, though, during the test, don't you? And he's up there. Phil is, the, the like, far beyond... He's but not quite so at that level of, like, Norman and that. make a big deal but, of it, which yes. makes it perfect. Yes, yeah. Phil, Phil is he that He doesn't become character. a big deal until right near the end. Yeah. Like, literally the end. Literally. Ray also drops a hint at this moment as well. When they're coming back, Ray talks about the fact that he's worried about surviving when he gets out. So when they're discussing what they want to do when they get out and get adopted and everything, he is the only one who turns around and says he's worried about surviving when he's out. Doesn't he like say, but what are you going to do afterwards? Yes. So he, he has that response of like, I'm just worried about surviving. Everyone ignores it. 
Because it's just Ray being the dark and brooding Dark and character. brooding one. An emo. Yeah. He's an emo kid. Yeah. We jump to the that evening, and this is when Connie is leaving. She We find out that she's been adopted, and she's leaving the, the farm. And we see her being led to the gate. This is the bit that got me with mum. Because when she's leading her to the gate, like... Mum's she's humming. Sus there. She's, she's humming, humming the song. She's humming the song that we're very familiar with if you've seen it. Is and that she's song very her quiet. happy place? Seemingly so. Because that I, would I mean think it, that... When you find out the meaning, the true meaning of the song to her, I think she might be doing this. Every time she takes a kid down there, she's doing this to ignore what What's she's doing. Yeah, I think so too. I think... I don't think she likes what she's she does. She's taking herself out of the purely a state of survival. Yes. She's taking her head out of yeah. what's happening and she's ignoring what she's doing. It's a doing. reminder that she survived. Yeah. That's, that's what, what it, she's doing. I think that's what it is. And the meaning comes obviously later. Good. But yeah, yeah. Good. Obviously you don't get that meaning. For us, at the start, it's just scary and you're like, fuck, mum's Because it sounds like a horror just creepy. Song. Yeah, mum is yeah. being, yeah, she's being creepy. You're sort of like, oh, fuck, like what the, the hell is going on? It's like the Freddy Krueger song. Well, it's that fake happy that's just yeah. a little bit too far yeah. and you know that they're not. It's it, And it's done really well by the voice actor. Yeah. Really well. What was the... This is dark horror, though, isn't it? Dark fantasy is what okay. the genre is. I was going to say, because if it was horror, they needed to show the next... I don't bit. think it's quite... It can't be thriller. classified as horror thriller. simply because they haven't, no oh, they haven't overgored it or anything no, like no that. No, there's no horror part. It's there is thriller. no horror. And that's what... Actually, I'm kind of disappointed by it. Kind of no disappointed horror. that there isn't the horror aspect. Of this. I don't think that it was needed for what they were planning to do with I the storyline. I wanted to them to show what maybe was in season happen. two when they're actually out in the world. Maybe and and you know you see what the world is like and there's no limitations and there's no happy place. Then okay. it might be different. It then cuts to Emma as she's walking through the house and she sees Bunny. Bunny is Connie's stuffed toy that Connie had left behind. Ray pops up and tells Emma that if she's quick and she gets to the gate, she might be able to give Bunny back to Connie before she leaves. And Norman decides that he's going to go with her. Norman was right on this call later on, right? He left that there on purpose. Ray this is left, all, yeah. Oh, Norman. Norman, Norman, Norman knows on, exactly what happened after. As soon, obviously afterwards. Yeah. But he but he works he, out. he works out that Ray left that there on purpose, yeah. right? It was kind of hinted at, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. As long as we all got that. Ray sort of is always constantly nudging them in. The direction. Yeah, to work out the truth. So Norman and Emma end up at the gate and it's wide open. And they step through and there's a truck parked in the tunnel. And they say, like, oh, this is the first time we've ever seen a truck in real life. Yeah. That. It's quite an old truck as well, though. It's like an old military yeah, truck. Yeah, it's got a canvas. Supply truck, isn't canvas it? Yeah. Uh, trailer. So they're looking around and they're trying to find Connie and they can't find Connie or Mum or anyone. And Emma's like, well, if I leave Bunny in the back of the truck, Connie's stuff's probably in the back of the truck, so she'll find it there eventually. Yep, most most parents pick up their kids in a big old truck. And them back. Yep. <laughs> yeah, back the truck's there. sus, right? Back, yeah. back in the 1930s, yeah. maybe. Really? Why not? You're getting picked up in a Morris Minor. You're not getting picked up in some military Hit canvas truck. In a Morris truck. Minor in the UK, but you're not thinking about like middle America, like, that's... Pretty much what Do you think normally, kids got normally pe- is this why there are school shootings because kids are getting picked up no. in military trucks? <laughs> Could be <laughs> that what you're saying. Normally, it would be the parents that are adopting that the child come that to would the come, house. Yeah, would come and pick the child up. 
I, I didn't think that it was a... It could have been a military truck because you guys probably see it more in a military movies. But actually, those exact same sort of trucks are in 1930s New York gangster movies and stuff like that that you see. They're just used as moving vehicles. They're just used as... Yeah, truck, but as, as picking up a, a small child from an orphanage, it's not the right vehicle. No way no. Maybe not. But Even moving cattle, that's not the right vehicle. Maybe. Because <laughs> they fall out the back. A fo- yeah. You're not putting cattle in the back of that. Truck. <laughs> You're not putting cattle in the back of that truck. You you might get if, one cow. If, right, but they're dead, right? Already the kids. They're uh, dead when wait, they get put in on. the truck. Now we're Surely that should between... be an ice truck, like a coal truck. Uh, no, because the no, they, no, they move her shortly after, don't they? So yeah, they put they're still a, putting her in a fucking warm truck. They put her in a test. Tube. Yeah, yeah, but she's not in there long. So Emma looks into the back of the truck, and this is a moment when she drops Bernie on the floor, and Norman, and we're watching Norman at this point. And Norman runs around and is like, what's wrong, Emma? And she's backing away, and she's got the, the horrified expression on her face. The anime horrified look. And Norman then goes to have a look, and he pulls back the curtained part of the back of the truck. And he looks inside, and we get his face of horror. This is when it shows you that in the back of the truck is... The dead body of Connie, and it's, it's a, like they've animated that like to look really bad like as a doll. well. Didn't they? Yeah, yeah, but with a flower it's, sticking. Yes, out. there's a Blue? big flower sticking out of her yeah, chest. Yeah, like, she's like like all the blood's been drained from her. Yeah, but it's all in a flower. Which, yeah, later on when the same thing happens to Sister Crona, spoiler, you'll see it later. It's almost like the blood gets sucked from the person and makes the flower bloom. Yeah. So it's a weird thing. Weird, but I'm sure it's there's a, an explanation for that some sure, other time. Let, let, yeah, Is this because they didn't want no, to drop many, into no, the horror? Know, I was gonna, yeah, but no, there's also too many spoilers. You're not going to give away what this is all horror, about. It would be horror, though, would it? It'd be gore. I don't think it'd be horror. Horror would be showing them dying with a monster and stuff. Are they trying to set it at a, a level which will allow younger audience? Within reason, point, I think. yeah. I think. Within reason. There's not too much because they, like they could have they could have proper gone they could have proper gone right up with this like oh they could have made it really like gore like I said but we don't know what season two is to hold yet this is it yeah true so before they have a chance to process what they're looking at we hear voices approach they take refuge under the truck they hide under the truck from the voices because obviously you're not gonna stick around although do you think they had enough time to run through the gate. No, no. So the timeline does nope. not add up here, at all. Yeah, they're under well, the, the truck, and then he goes, "Hold on, I smell something." Well, no, because there's the truck there is a door something. the other side of the truck, and they point to the door first, and Norman's like, "No, no, no, no!" Under the truck, and then they get under the truck. So there is a door there that they obviously that's obviously what they use. So they try and explain that as to why that they get away later on, but we'll get to that while they're under the truck. They peer out from the truck and this is the first time we see demons and you see the eyes and they're, they're rolling mean, around in the head eyes. yeah i mean anyone else get a beetlejuice vibe no no what with the rolly eyes with, with just the look of them it's, i'm, go- I'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be honest right here you've never seen beetlejuice. i've never seen beetlejuice oh <sighs> fuck is wrong with you why not what the fuck is wrong with you I, I, look it's just n- one of those uh th- these Films that I've never really looked at and seen. Watch Beetlejuice. Why? Because <laughs> it's brilliant. I've never had an interest in it, though. It's, it's funny. It's a classic. Is it's, it? 
Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's, co- it's comedy. Yeah, comedy. Right. I- I'll think about it. We also see that Isabella's with them. This is what the confirmation is that she's in on it fully and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because she's there. She's talking well, yeah. to them. The demons start talking about the fact that they eat the children um, and that human flesh is very valuable to them. The merchandise, yeah. They literally call it merchandise. This is when they pick up Connie's body and they Put it in a dump test it tube. in some sort of container full of yeah liquid. And I guess this is like a almost the equivalent of what pickle in it? I guess so. Yeah, to maintain its freshness. I say. prefer to pickle myself, if it was. He's currently doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> the lead demon turns up, the guy in the black cloak. Well, he's the lead, he de- the lead demon. He's, he's almost like the... That's not me questioning it. It's just I don't remember no, the scene later on that has the... He's obviously like the guy line. that's in charge of running this little operation. operation. Okay, yeah. cool. He's a line manager. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> and he talks about the fact that, like, he's fed... They're, well, they're all talking about the fact that this Connie isn't any good because she's only six years old and she's... Less valuable. Poor grade meat. Poor grade. And the boss is like, well, don't worry because we've got three coming to maturity soon. And he points to him and it says 11 years old. 11. I like the book. Yes. There's a book which is like... Ages and test ages, scores. Ages, test scores, references on grade of meat and stuff like that. It's a weird thing to this, see. But this is what they have though for cattle. Yeah. It's a real thing. Do they? Yeah. Like an age, grade... Yeah, to tell you how old it is. Test scores. If, if they've given birth or worth breeding... Test scores. Test scores, yeah, sure, why not? That would be interesting. <laughs> Imagine cows taking tests. What are they going to talk about apart from the quality of grass? <laughs> <laughs> this is brown grass. This is green grass. Brown grass. Yeah, you get brown grass. It's dying grass. Quality of sun, grass. Sun damaged. Sun damaged grass. Sun damaged grass. Anyway, off, off the topic of grass. Know. Why not? The demon, or the line manager demon. The line manager. Line manager. He... <laughs> If that doesn't go on IMDb, I'm going to be very disappointed. I want his, <laughs> I want his credits to be line manager demon. That means there's a Karen, there's a Karen demon. <laughs> Get me your supervisor. I'm the line manager. He he um he stops what he's doing, smells the air, and is like, "There's somebody here." He looks under the truck, and they've gone. Grayson knows this reference as well. He gets this very often from his manager that's like, Grayson's here somewhere hiding. Yeah. Normally in the toilet. But I can't. Somewhere. I work in a really small store now. I can't hide in the toilet anymore. I used to take life. naps in the toilet. I know you do. What's <laughs> up, Barry? Get, yeah, get out in there. <laughs> we cut to Emma and Norman as he used to hide in the freezer. Yeah, and, I know he did. <laughs> and lick the cages. And lick the cages, yeah. <laughs> Remember that time you got your tongue stuck to a cage? So Emma and Norman. <laughs> we can have a whole conversation about Save that. it for drunken otakus. Yeah, we'll save that. Emma and Norman are running back to the house. Spoiler alert. And Emma <laughs> Emma breaks Spoiler down. Spoiler on the show we haven't even developed yet. Emma ends up breaking down and she starts crying about the fact that they're clearly being farmed for food. Like, the hints are all there, Emma. No shit, yeah, look. She's the brainy one. Yeah. As they get back into the house, Ray greets them. They completely pie him off, though. He obviously was. What does he say in this? He says he, something he, in this. He kind like... of asks them if they're all right. What does pie? He him wants off mean? them to pie right. them off. 
We've got an American audience. Shut Where the bulk they, of they, our fucking they ignore, audience Ignore is. him and go straight past. Time Give them the cool. cold shoulder. The cold shoulder. Right. Cool. He. This is. This is when he wanted them to open up to him. Yeah, I that thought was they plan, were going to be like, but they don't. Yeah. They just ignore him and walk straight past. But that's what he planned. Wasn't he it? plays it well though, because he does it later himself. When they don't confide it, yeah. in him, he just kind of goes, "I'll fucking do it then." Yeah. But Norman pulls Emma aside and. He's already starts talking about the fact that them three need to escape. And he, he's already thinking about including Ray. He's like, we've got to tell Ray. Then Emma does what Emma does throughout this entire fucking thing. Starts whining about the fact that she wants to take every single kid and escape with everybody. Are we taking all the kids? No. If it was us three, are we taking all the kids? I'm escaping as a three, maybe a five with... Um, Dom and Gilda. Just the Do you know what? I was looking ones. at both of you and when you went... Jim's like, I'm not even taking you. <laughs> like, you you two, literally, he gave me the look of, oh, we'll take three. I thought he was about to say maybe two at that point. I no, I, no, maybe the Dom and Gilda and that as well. The slightly older we'll ones. We'll take the older ones, the rest of you, I'm sorry, but... If anything, I'd much. look at Gilda and think I can run faster than you. It's too much effort. So... If I need to. Like I said, you don't have to run faster. You just have to make sure that they're the last one. Yeah. You have to be yeah. the fastest. You just have to be faster <laughs> really than the rest good. of you. Really good. Really good. tripping people up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the, remember, get on the bus. King, King, King's Game, the animation. You know when he throws that guy down the stairs? That's Sheenie. Incoming brain. <laughs> they're there. <laughs> I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> the equivalent of Deliveroo. Norman tries to argue with Emma about the fact that she wants to take everyone with. He gives up in the end because Emma is adamant that she will take every single person with them. So he just agrees. I kind of thought that he was just doing this to appease her. To appease her. And he I would have. I thought really he was going to And even then, he said he was going to. At break that point, out. I think he was just going along to keep her happy. Yeah. Well, he says so because he makes a deal with Ray that you know he'll play along that they're going to take everyone, and then yeah. the old and they start they, they start talking about a strategy, and behind the door is Ray, and he's standing there and he's listening through the door, and the episode ends with I thought the episode end the ending to this episode was quite a good one actually. We see Isabella, and she's standing there holding Bunny with like this demented look on her face. Because clearly she knows somebody was there and it ends. I'm a little bit confused by that, though. Why? She knows that, that Connie didn't have Bunny with her. Yeah, yeah that's true. She I also guess. has a room of momentum. And also Bunny children. was under the truck. Was it? Yeah, the demon pulled yeah. it out. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I, I did like this ending because I was like, oh, well, a storm makes, coming. It makes mum the character that she is and doesn't just make her this two-dimensional piece of shit well her job is now to find out who was there yeah but it she doesn't just go to this well i've got a problem to solve person we've got a mystery on our hands kids yeah she stays it's, normal she stays normal but she also when they escape she's also on their side in the end a little bit and it's that kind of conflict where she could have just told the demons that someone fucking knows. I think she realises that they were capable of doing something that she was would have never been able to do. This and that's why was... she's fine with it. Or she gives it a go. We can get to that later, but what I'm saying is she's very. Af- she's going to be a three-dimensional character 
throughout this entire anime. Yeah. Like, she has many sides to her. Oh, she's got more to come in season two and yeah. beyond, maybe. Is this Have you seen there? season two? Yeah. It's not fully dubbed yet. <gasps> I show you, there's, I haven't seen There's still a few more episodes to be dubbed, but it's on the list. A show that's unseen by Sheen. I'd give him a week. He's probably I'd already got it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've got other stuff I'm watching at the minute. We'll go into episode two. It opens with Emma walking into a like a blacked out area and there's a dining table set up and you know like a stuffed pig at a feast? Well, An Con- apple in his mouth, yeah. Yeah, Connie's basically on the table as like this big feast and a demon pops up behind Emma and she wakes up because she's having a nightmare. Which you would at yeah. this age yeah, you would. from what you've just seen. Yeah, granted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're 11 years old. Fair. First, Your entire world has just been turned upside down. Completely as well. By monsters. Yeah. And your food. Literal monsters, yeah. I might yeah. struggle with this. I might actually struggle to even come to terms uh, ele- with it. Us as an 11-year-old, you're not going to... You're dead. Yeah. yeah. You're fucked. Like, there's no way... I might have yeah. a go, but... Yeah. <laughs> have a go. You slip through the gate. I'd run. Yeah. And you've had it. I'd run. Yeah, you'd try anyway. But I'd you, you I don't think I'd succeed. You wouldn't but even be, know you're being tracked. I would be though. that kid that would try. Yeah, I wouldn't have been tracked. I'd no. be too stupid to think of that. Yeah, so you, you're going to get caught straight. Maybe not anyway. stupid. I wouldn't. I just wouldn't apply my brain to going to a plan that, that is that in depth. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be you're, very, no, you're just pegging it. The, I'd be the, very the quick and be like, out. well, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, and I've got to do this, and then I'd do it. I yeah. wouldn't think of it like Norman does. Even me at this age would still not really think that much about it. I don't think I would. I'd be like, fuck, I'm off. I'm going for a run. <laughs> I wouldn't think, oh, maybe I'm being tracked. I no, you're not. Something. You're not thinking. It's a Big Mac. It's <laughs> Fast food. <laughs> when Emma goes downstairs, she starts to she starts to freak out every time that mum's about. You know that, Grayson? Yeah. Does that mean when you're angry, you're fast and furious? Yes. so emma freaks out every time she's near mum which isn't good it's a big giveaway yeah because emma Emma. is the biggest happiest personality of the house and she's loved by all the the other kids yeah she's not good at hiding this no at all but then she sees norman and he is acting completely normal and it cuts to norman turning around to emma and saying we have to act exactly the same as if we were never there. He's a right psychopath. Yeah. He is. Yeah. It, he grows up to be thingy in Breaking Bad. He already yeah. knows. Yeah, he, he does. He already knows that by leaving Bunny at the gate, mum's going to know somebody was there. Because that wasn't even that wasn't in Ray's plan either. Because Ray later on reveals that he, he didn't fucking... He thought they'd bring Bunny back with them. So that's already fucked up a lot. Like of... I said, this 12-year-old is a psychopath. He is, because he's thinking more than anybody would at this age. Like a chess and player. And also, he's, he's emotionless. Ahead. Yeah. He's emotionless throughout he's, almost you know, all this he's, he's not. He's putting on a face. He's And you see this when he breaks down later on. He's oh, very, no, he's collected. Very, yeah, way too collected for a 12-year-old. Yeah, it's a weird kid. Yeah. He's the weird kid. He's literally the anime, like, super smart genius who you're not getting at that 12-year-old stage. Age. Maybe one in a billion. I guess well, there he is, is there is the that, one. That three or four-year-old that's just been accepted into Mensa. What? 
IQ of 147. What? I saw it in the paper. Which paper? It's all over the internet as well. Hmm. Oh, but the internet never lies. Oh, yeah. You Feel free to Google it, guys. <laughs> it's true. The internet never lies. Use the internet to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Fake news. So we cut to Norman, <laughs> Norman and Emma having a chat about the whole breeding thing and that their stock and everything like that. And they, they say that the whole reason they're living the way they are is because clearly happy life makes them better merchandise because your brain develops. The happier you are, the better your brain develops and the tastier it is, basically. Is this the Matrix? They're free range. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like they're free range <laughs> matrix. Yeah, they are. Instead it's of kind like, kind of yeah, they're not batteries, but they are. Yeah, they're a, they're a, a source of energy, I guess, a very basic level. Sustenance. Sustenance. But these aren't. These are these are a luxury. These humans are luxury items. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all, yeah the demons would have had to eat something in yeah, the first place. They're not, yeah, then well, they must eat other things because yeah. the lower demons even in uh, first episode talk about the fact that they they never get to try human flesh even though it's the tastiest so they're clearly eating other things and this this breeding the human flesh thing is obviously in one in short supply Cow and two is only eaten by very special so demons do you reckon that the demons have actual farms where they eat the cows cow matrix they must be eating something other cow. than people <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this cow's hooked up and their imaginary world is them in a field anyway yes moo <laughs> <laughs> which means there's a neo cow <laughs> neo cow <laughs> it's just a cow in a trench coat <laughs> I was just thinking a cow with sunglasses on. that's it <laughs> were you listening to me or looking at the cow in the red dress <laughs> you they can eat the brown grass or the green grass <laughs> 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 so they also talk about the fact that ages determine the quality as well the fact that the longer they let you live the more de- your brain develops again the better quality it is yeah they're 28 day mature so that's a prime <laughs> and it's clearly obvious by how the adoption works that well, as soon as you hit six you're eligible to be eaten but it's clearly done by test scores why six because they they say that at the age of six the maturity of the brain is good enough to eat surely you'd want to wait a bit longer well this is why the demons do but because sometimes they don't want to wait they're happy to eat the stupider kids so the lower the test scores (laughs) i love how you said that so straight yeah they're just happy to eat the stupider kids yeah the higher the test score the better quality Anybody that was at Park High School between the years of dot and dot. <laughs> we didn't make it to high school. <laughs> yeah, We're not making it that far. Basically, basically, if you can get your test scores up there, you've got a longer chance of living at least to So what you're saying 11, is 12. me and Grayson are year six. Yep. She, I did all right. Yeah, I was about what to say. What school did you go to? Kez. Fuck off, did you? <laughs> I did. It's the worst school in town. It is, now. it is now. It was the best when I went there. You fuck off. He brought it down. <laughs> by the end of his reign, I left. By the end of his every reign, every teacher terror, was pregnant. <laughs> by the end of his reign of terror, the sex demon. <laughs> Not that we're giving you a reputation, but if I'm an alcoholic, <laughs> I am. And I'm fat. 
apparently. Yeah. That's my reputation. That's his shtick. My <laughs> shtick. And it's got me a bloody big stick. <laughs> so, so Norman, yeah, move with on. all this information, Rain it in. Norman deducts that clearly they're after the brains. Are you getting to this conclusion? Because I'm not. He's judged it by the age they go and the fact that it seems to be that the higher the test score, the longer you're in the home. Why just the brains? It's just the tastiest part, apparently, to a demon. There's no The demons (laughs) like brains. Do you need any more explanation? Demons think it's tasty. Surely, then, that they must use the other body parts for something. Yeah, they probably... They eat them, too. The other demons were talking about the fact that human flesh tastes good. So maybe that's what the other demons But for get. some reason, an intelligent 12-year-old brain is the highest quality you can have. So maybe, like, the brain is, like, top-tier meat. It's like your Wagyu. Wagyu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a cut of meat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's up it there. It's your top <laughs> levels. Then you got... Like, like Kobe just below it. Kobe and stuff like that. Beef is down there. Then and you've fillet. got your, yeah, fillet. Then you've got your blooming prime rump and sirloin story. Then you've got your T-bones and stuff like that. Yeah. Probably the nicest compliment you've ever given me. What? A prime rump. <laughs> <laughs> what Norman does next, though, you're right. Like, how does he get to the... He works out that it must be two months at least until the next shipment. Judging by, he it goes just, back and backdates all the frequency of all the the times people have been adopted, and he judges by test scores and ages. One hell of a fucking memory, by the way. At this age, yeah, at eleven yeah. years old, he's remembering this. I don't but, even remember what I did when not, I was fucking. Not last only does week. he not only does he do that though, but he maps out the property as well. He's I mean, already worked out the perimeter around it. Yeah, and but everything that's doable. Like that. It is, that's yeah, doable with a few but, runs and kind of. You know, they've done most of it already. At that age, you're exploring a lot in the forest, and they have free reign to move wherever they want as long as they yeah. don't go past that fence. But he's they obviously worked out distances, yeah. and he knows all about... Well, he's most intelligent one there. So what's distance to him? One Norman. Yeah, this is true. One, is. Norm- <laughs> one Norman. <laughs> he lays down and just rolls like Batman one going unit upstairs. of measurement. <laughs> he states that clearly the best bet of running away is over that little picket fence and through the forest. Yes. Because he thinks that that's... The impossible fence to jump. Yeah. You'd know that there was more. No, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't. When no, you find out you're you on a farm and you're being eaten, you're thinking, there's got to be more than a small fence here keeping me in. Clearly. And my first thought would be, wall. Mine wasn't. Mine was yeah. AR. Alternate reality. Really? Like... Well, you thought they were in... A, a dome of some sort, which was like... Okay. A virtual reality wall around you, it. What, you thought this was a Truman show? Yeah, I thought it was a Truman show. Tell, tell me I was wrong at that time. You were wrong. Like, at that time, I was right. The Truman show didn't have demons that ate brains. No, they had humans that liked to watch a fellow human. Behind. <laughs> anyway, enough about the Truman show. <laughs> great movie. Yeah, great movie. Norman also states that the best bet is to run during the day. Because mum will be distracted with every other kid and she's got more to worry about, so they need to run during the day. Is this just to make Norman sound smart? Because the alternative is to run at night as yeah. an 11 year old yeah. in an orphanage. Well, no, I guess you'd think, well, mum has to sleep at some point. So would that be our best bet of going? Well, surely you'd. Why go doesn't at night? mum ever lock this fucking house, by the way? 
I guess she just kind of got complacent. Like, I'm sure when she started the job, she was very... Well, she's the best. ...militarised and everything else. But then, you know, becoming the best, she, she got complacent. She has set and this up. Happiness is everything and giving these kids... Well, she almost thinks it's impossible anyway, doesn't she? Well, uh, she thinks yeah, it's impossible because she knows the Even if they got like, out of the door of the house, there's yeah. nowhere else they can go. And she's got the tracker. Yeah. yeah. So. And she knows the cliff edge is there. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. Because she's, she's very fucking adamant about that. So Norman and Emma set out to go and see what's beyond the small fence. They run beyond it, and lo and behold, they hit the wall. There's a big fence. Huge wall. <laughs> Norman first says he's going to climb a tree to go and have a look, and falls off the tree. Because and... an 11-year-old can't climb a tree. Well, they state that Norman is actually physically not that strong. He's a weakling. Yeah. So Emma has to do it. Still climbing a tree. Well, she looks over, and she sees from the top of the wall more forest... And she states that she can't see any other guards. How would you know that when you'd have to see the bottom of the trees this is to see if there were guards AR. around there? This is why like, I was going for AR on the other side of that. Just doesn't wall. make any sense to turn around and say, I can't see any guards when you can't see the bottom of the trees where they'd be walking around anyway. But but that's why I went for AR. Yeah, there's no monsters in them treetops. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty much that what is, she's saying. Yeah, yeah, there's no monsters looking at me from the top of the tree. <laughs> Could you imagine... <laughs> just I waved for anyone who was wondering what was going on. Just, just a demon Sup. waving back. Just like, <laughs> Hi, Emma. Like, <laughs> morning. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Ezekiel. Fuck you, Ezekiel. <laughs> Fuck you, Emma. <laughs> morning, Mr. Smith. Put that on a t shirt. <laughs> So they start talking about the wall and the fact that this wall can't be climbed normally because it's literally smooth. Because it's a wall. <laughs> and it's smooth. There's no jagged bits. There's nothing to climb or to hold on to. So they say, we need a rope to get up this wall. Then the bell rings and they have to go back. When they head back, though... It's a fucking this is loud the, bell. Yeah, this is the moment that one of the kids comes running out of the forest. Are you right, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> well, how are the other fucking orphanages not hearing the bell if they can hear it there oh, I don't know. and they're wall to wall to wall so i thought ar plus also when you heard me laughing and you said that, i don't know why but mine was when the bell rings what's wrong with you have you uh, you've never seen it there's a, a series called when the bell rings it's an inside when the bell rings when they get back a kid comes running out of the forest crying and states that they've lost their friend somewhere in the forest Mum says, don't worry about it. She pulls out a very tiny, what looks like a compass, almost. A watch. Or a watch, yeah, pocket watch. I think it's supposed to look like a pocket watch. Yeah, and she looks down at it and she's like, don't worry, I'll be back in a minute. Disappears. A few minutes later, she's back holding the child that was missing. And she's fucking fast, by the way. Like T-100 Terminator fast. Yeah, she is fast. I thought she might be an AI at this point. Well, they, they, they state at this point that she seems to always be really good at finding the kids. Almost as if they're tracked. Spoiler, they're tracked. Again, at this age, <laughs> again, at this age I'm just looking at it going, oh, she's just really good at fucking finding us. Well, no, because Norman... Hide seat champion. When Norman, <laughs> when Nor when Norman sees this, Norman states that she showed what she was doing on purpose. She got out the device to prove that she knows where everyone is. 
He says she's done that as a warning to whoever was there at the truck that you can't get away and that mum is the enemy. We cut to Norman and Emma again on the staircase (laughs) and Norman is talking about the fact that he's very confident that the whole property around them, there aren't any security cameras at all. He's sure that there's no cameras, no recording devices, no nothing. Norman also states, again, from his observations, that mum seems to only know where people are when she's checked the device. So she doesn't know where they are until she looks at it. He gets this from one one time that she does. From one instant. One instant. It's a bit of a leap. I know, I guess because she's purposely shown them that. But... It literally could be like you say. She just whipped out a compass could, and went, oh, I've gone yeah, north. Yeah, it could have been a trick. It could she have been her that. pulling out as if I can only find you when this is out when really she knows where they are. She could have tricked them, I think I Norman does say, though, that she's like, she did that on purpose because she knows that whoever was there is watching Yeah, and now knows that, oh, well, there's no way of us being able to escape because I know exactly where you are. Yeah, I know that you know that I know. Yeah, exactly. She does... Mum also does turn around and give Emma and Norman a creepy look as well. Uh, almost as if she knows it's them. If you were the the head of this orphanage, you, they're the first suspects, they're, right? Yeah, well, you know it's not fucking spiky-haired emo boy. No. Because he works for you. No, you. You're looking at the most intelligent kids. Yeah, you're, you're looking thinking, at the oldest. Yeah. That, I mean, they're the oldest by a long shot, right? Yeah, yeah. With, yeah. Pretty much, because they, they go from the looks attitude. of it when they uh, they go from the like end. six to seven to eight, yeah. to eleven, yeah. There's like almost. there's no in betweens re- visually. And they go from really short to these guys. Yes, yeah. They've changed their attitude as well. Yeah, yeah. As much as they try to mask it, there's clearly. Plus, who's who's to say that Mum hasn't already checked her device while they were at the wall having a look at it? Exactly. So, you know, you've already fucking screwed it there. Emma does try to play it off really well in her best way possible. Because mum sort of bends down and is like, are you okay, Emma? And she tries to play it off as her normal bubbly sort of self. But then she, she mentions Connie as well as a yeah. sort of throw. I'll throw that in there. I think it's it's a mask for sad emotions. Well, she says, I wonder what Connie's up to yeah. right now. Which is kind of it's explain a jab, why she's being funny. It's yeah. a jab. It is uh, a jab. It's a jab at mum. But it's not a sensible jab. If she's already sus about you, at that point, you're going to be like, it's you. But if you look upset and out of sorts and you wanted to hide that, you would say something to throw someone off of you actually being out of sorts. It's a double yeah. bluff. This, Yeah, this is ju- it's something that is rave recent that is upsetting her. Yeah, I will throw that on the table as to why I'm upset and being a bit weird. Well, mum does outright ask not long after this. She turns around and says, if you went to the gate, Tell me. And they're like, no, we've never been to the gate. Mum already knows at this point it's them. Yeah. If they're surely, as clever as they're trying to state that they are, they should know that as well. When they were at the gate, surely she would have pulled out the tracker. She, she, as soon as the bear was, or the bunny was found. Tracker out. You would have got the tracker out. Tracker and the out. Problem is, it doesn't state who on it the just tracker. It's just a yeah, blip. Two. So you're going to see two blips, but then which two are the most likely to be together and yeah. to be at the gate? Let's be honest. Again, if there were three blips, you'd be like, Ray, Emma, Norman. Yeah, but, but you can eliminate one of them because yeah, it's not yeah. Ray because he fucking works Double for spy. You. Super spy. <laughs> Fuck's <laughs> sake, you watch too much TikTok. <laughs> I do. <laughs> During the night is when Norman, Emma, sneak out and they pick a lock to the store, club, store cupboard. 
and they grab a load of supplies and they get a tablecloth that they can turn into a rope and they hide it away and they're picking locks at 11 years I, old. This, like, where did they get these lock-picking tools and the ability to pick lock? That is not something mum's teaching them. No, I don't know. Come they on. didn't read that in a fucking book. Come on, kids, we're going to teach you all about deception. <laughs> <laughs> Emma turns around to Norman at this point and is like, I really want to tell Ray what's going on. He needs to be in on this. I mean, if it was, you'd want or expect one of us to tell the other one straight away, Yeah, right? you would. Like, because as the lone one out, you're going to know something's not right instantly. And you're just going to outright ask. You're just going to be like, you two know something. What is it? Come on. Well, he does, doesn't he? He's like, you came back in after yeah, the, it, the night. A lot, quite like... a bit of time or events happen before he finally gets involved himself. But what I'm saying is, the minute you came back from the gate, you're telling that other one person that you trust what you saw. Yeah, he'd you be are. like... Because there's one, there's be strength fair, in numbers as well. Surely Ray would have been like, so what happened, guys? Well, he could have. He was waiting for it, and then he was waiting to tell them. Well, actually, I know. If Norman was so smart, shouldn't he have worked out a reason why Ray didn't take the bunny earlier? Because he already fucking knows. Well, Norman does work out that Ray, because he calls him out. Yeah, on he, it does, later. he does call him he out, does out on it later. Out. Why isn't he just assuming that he knows now, so we can talk to him? Well, maybe Norman doesn't know everything. Maybe it takes him a while. To work certain things out. Well, no. that's fucking horseshit. Yeah, I'm not having that. This Norman knows this everything. Compass whips out one time and he's like, "It's a tracker. She knows exactly where we are. We're blips on a radar." She knows. Also, he knows what a tracker is. Yeah, like yeah, where that There's an enemy from. forty meters. And Ray knows east. how to invent as well and lock, pick locks yeah. and stuff like that. This is the scene where they're standing at the wall with the with the rope, and Ray appears, and he tells them that he, you know, what are they leaving him out of? He feels left out. What's happened? We cut quickly back to the house and mum is looking at the tree that Ray usually sits at and he's not there. So she knows something's not right. She whips it out and has a look at her compass. Well, she does. We cut back to Ray and we've missed the whole them telling him what they saw and everything. And he doesn't act surprised. He instantly believes them. At this point, you're like, you fucking knew, right? You're like... You're not acting surprised. You knew. Yeah. I'm an idiot, so I didn't notice. You didn't notice? No. What, the fact really? that Ray is just not surprised? He's chill like, as fuck. Yeah. Oh, we're being eaten, are we cool? Yeah. Demons, we're cattle, no problem. He's just an emo kid, so I just thought, yeah. uh, He also starts talking about the outside world being dangerous and everything as well, and that they've got to think about what's going on outside, and if we get away, what are we going to do? And- this is purely for Norman, right? Yes. Not so Norman can uh, put that into his... Plan. This is also Ray trying to reinforce the fact that they shouldn't take everybody. Well, he says we shouldn't take everyone. Yes. He's like, it's stupid. But Emma won't listen. Yeah, she, she shuts him down and she's like, I'm not leaving anyone behind. And Norman's like, I'm on board with Emma's plan. We're taking everybody. It ends with the bell ringing again. They leave the wall. They head back to the house. And standing there alongside Isabella is... Sister Crona. Episode three starts with Ray talking about Sister Crona and the fact that he thinks it's a positive thing that there's a second mum in the house. I don't understand that. How is that a positive thing? No matter what happens, how is a second person being in there? Well, he says that the fact that there's more than one mum means that there must be more than one farm 
and uh, that's a big fucking leap again. The way I'm looking at that is, I just called her an enemy, and now there are two of them. Yeah, you actually look at it as more of a problem. As yeah, yeah. We've, we've got two to inbound. contend with now. We're fucked. Yeah. yeah, it's more of a case of there's two sets of eyes now instead of one set of eyes on us. Why aren't there cameras in these orphanages? Well, th- this is what Norman goes and finds out. There's no cameras. There's no audio recording devices. Why? No nothing. Because they feel they state. That if there were cameras, it would make the children more uncomfortable, which would mean that they're not free range because they're worried about the cameras. But the whole point is to make them you feel would, you would. as comfortable I'm as possible. I'm calling bullshit. No, I, I kind of can get this because it's for like, them to live a normal, happy as life. As you get older, you would be like, well, "Why are the cameras here? And why like, are they watching? Me all why the time are they watching and... us? And that this is an orphanage." Like, we've got nothing to hide. Yeah. And you explain it away the way the UK government does because of robberies and fucking stabbings and crimes and everything else. We're the most watched nation in the world and we're comfortable it, as shit. Everything in this comes down to the the quality of meat. They, this is all they keep talking about is the fact that these kids just have to live a happy life. Well, until I've been watched 12. by cameras my entire life and my meat quality is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your quality of mate. <laughs> <laughs> the group start talking about the fact that they need to find out where this tracker is because it's clearly there and they've got to find out where in the body or on the body this tracker is. I thought neck. Well, Before anybody else says, I thought neck. I thought neck. Norman brings up the fact that he knows that baby Carol, who's the newest addition to the farm, just came in and that maybe they should check the brand new baby to see if there's some sort of scarring or anything like that because they're too old and everything's healed. Back of the neck is the obvious place, right? The place yeah. where you cannot see. Yeah. Like in the hairline, back of the neck. Like, yeah. sort of... Because even if you feel a bump, you're like, oh, well, that's hair. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's rough area anyway. You're not, yeah. You're not really checking. It's the obvious that. place. We cut then to Sister Crona and she's talking about Isabella. She's sort of internally monologuing. This woman is creepy as fuck. Well, she talks about the fact that Isabella is the most famous mum there is, apart from obviously grandmother. Because she makes the most quality. Yeah, she's meat. known for breeding the best children and she's having the Gordon best Ramsay of children. She is the yep. Yeah. <laughs> she prepares the best meals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. Sandwich. Idiot sandwich. <laughs> She's conversing with Isabella at this point, and she's talking about... Isabella tells Sister Crona that she knows that some of the children have already worked out what's going on. And Crona's like, well, we need to get rid of them. They need, we need to ship them out now, if they know, because otherwise they'll tell all the other children everything will go tits up. I agree with and Isabella, Isabella on this. Isabella's like, no, we don't. We don't cause a scene. We don't do any of this. They're good quality meat, and they're close to being shipped out. We just ride it out. They haven't got enough time to mess anything up for me. Yeah, it's also because she says, I don't want to impact the rest of the children, which is correct. If if we're thinking from this sort of terminology, we don't really want to bring in those outside influences yeah. to deal with something that's going to be gone. And Sister, Sister Crona's like, okay, I understand, I understand. And then she goes into her own room, picks up her creepy-ass doll. What's the doll? Fuck, she's had it since she was a kid, I guess. Like... 
but fucking weird. How has she had that since she was a kid? Well, it is beat up, isn't it? She has one Mr. tantrum, tears it fucking... apart and stamps on it. Yeah, yeah Mr. But... Fucking Potato Head style she... fucking thing. She picks it up, starts talking to it. I mean, she's totally out of her mind. She's fucking men- yeah. mental. She starts talking about the fact that she wants to get Isabella fired. So she can be a mother. Yeah, she wants to find these targets, as she calls them, first, before Isabella finds out who they are, and gets basically tells on Isabella to grandmother which in turn is going to get Isabella fired and she's going to get her position. Not how it works. No. Just because you tattle doesn't mean you're instantly going to go up to that position anyway. There's a human in charge of humans instead of a demon running the show. Well, no, there's obviously a demon, but there's a head human as such. I suppose that's to provide normality to the other parent the other mums but they deal with it that they converse with another human rather than in like every two months they converse with a demon yeah alongside children uh, yeah yeah true they do yeah it's kind of weird for sure it'd be a normal part of their life but i'm sure grandmother's story will come into it again like in later seasons uh grandmother's senior team Mm -hmm. it's a pointless she's senior manager yeah it's a pointless Uh, job yeah She's she's like that middle ground where there's yeah. no real fucking. You can't talk to directly to the manager. You got to deal with you me. You got to go through the line manager, which is mother. <laughs> yeah. Then, right. the then you got team. grandmother. Senior team. Yeah. Then you got that monster, which is the store manager. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> which is always the same. The one. We've yeah. made it relatable. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even fucking talk <laughs> about <laughs> regional management. <laughs> we jump to. That's the one. <laughs> we jump to Ray and Norman as they're washing up, and they start. They're talking about how they're going to get past the mums and. How are they going to get out? Ray mentions that it might be a good idea if they just kill them. Why would they not? It's a thought that would cross your mind first, but it actually can't be done, and we find out why it can't be done later. What was that? Killing mum. You can't kill the mums. There's a reason why you can't. I'll bring that. I will bring it up later. It It does. Sister Crona explains it later. As they're having this conversation, though, Sister Crona interrupts them and is standing directly behind them. And she, she clearly suspects them already. Straight hey away. kids, what are we doing? Like it's these two, are, these two are standing in the corner having their own little private conversation. The creepiest crusty the clown I've ever heard. Well, it is. <laughs> she is. Hey kids, she is literally the creepiest crusty the clown ever. <laughs> Emma runs off to go and see Baby Carol, and this is when she's in the same room as Gilda at, the, at this point, and she's checking all over Baby Carol, and she finds a mark behind the ear. The location of the tracker. This is the giveaway that this is where the trackers are. And Gilda's standing there watching Emma just sort of giving her this little sus look because obviously Gilda doesn't. So know did Gilda going on. just watch Emma fiddle around with a kid's body and thought that was okay? Well, no, she's clearly sus. She's like, what the fuck is she doing? And then obviously she turns around to Gilda and is like, did you, do you remember having a mark behind your ear? And Gilda's like, I don't know, it's gone now if it was. And that's it. And then Emma just leaves it at that and leaves Gilda with questions. And if I was Gilda, the person that you would go and ask those questions to... Is mum. Yeah. Yeah, Emma was being really dodgy and started asking questions about marks behind ears yeah. and stuff. Yeah. We like, jumped... surely you would not be doing that in front of anybody else. No, no, not yet anyway. Like, to we, let anyone we... know... You wouldn't, though, would you? Because that would be the first so, uh, question from Gil. 11 years old, you're pulling a younger kid aside to feel him around to find a mark. That's literally what's happening in that scene. Yeah. You're, you're fucking running. You you see anybody do that, you're going to either punch them or you're going to be like, yeah. oi. 
the fuck do you think you're doing, yeah. you weirdo? You're, you're, you're going to want you answers. absolute fucking toadstool. What you're, the fuck are you doing? You're running to mother. If you're Gilda, you're going <laughs> to... Mum! Ta- <laughs> you're going to turn around. As Gilda, you're going to turn around and be like, what are you doing? I want an explanation. At the very minimum. Yeah. We cut to mum again, and she's in some sort of dark room, and she's doing a transmission, and she's talking to somebody called Grandmother. And Grandmother states during the transmission that she's relying on Isabella Stock personally for Tifery, the festival of Tifery. And that's all, we, that's all we find out, is that she needs the stock in preparation for Tifery. It's such a throwaway reference. It is, obviously. But it doesn't pay off. Yeah. And at there's all. no pay It's off. not going to in season one. No. And we know from all of us here, we hate are we, are things. Are we that are accepting like, that season two might fix some of this? Uh, we hope. Cool, so the, Space Dandy's got a chance. Go, <laughs> we do then <laughs> jump. Look, Jim. We do jump to demons all sitting around a table discussing Tifery, and they're also discussing the fact that they need the one to be pleased with the stock. Neo. <laughs> what he says when he eats children's brains whoa Whoa. (laughs) we jump back to ray norman and emma again and they're talking about the tracker and emma tells them that she's found the tracker she knows where it is how do we break it and norman states like we don't know if that when you break it will it have a notification function and and, and alert your bluetooth device has been disconnected (laughs) (laughs) will it alert mum if they break it so that she knows it's broken good it's it's a valid question like can we straight up break this or will they know that we broke this i mean surely they would have thought of this as they're having this discussion though somebody is watching them and they don't know. Is this the one where they're in the forest and there's like people in the like bushes somebody's in the bushes like what is the payoff here who is it just watch it. Sister Krona. Is yeah, it her? she jumps out and confronts them. I didn't think it was her. Not yet. Not yet, but that's what happened. But later on we find out that she's been No, but there's two different POVs. There, there is, yeah, there's, there's also two... Mo- no, it is Sister Krona. She's she's following them specifically and later on she jumps out. Yeah, but there's two POVs here. You get one point of view and another point of view. Well, she's jumping across bushes. Why would you be jumping you from bush to bush? too much porn to be calling it POV. Point of view. <laughs> yes. Nowhere else in the world is that term used. What point of view? POV? POV. POV. <laughs> it's not an abbreviation uh, anymore. It's a word. <laughs> POV. I don't watch porn. I don't know what that means. While they're... Um, while <laughs> yeah, even you had to laugh at that. <laughs> while they're having this conversation, Ray mentions that they don't have to worry about the tracking devices and that he'll work on a solution to it because he's the inventor of the group. What he talks about is the real problem. And the real problem is, how are they going to take everyone with them? Including all the babies. And they're not going to be able to. They're 11 years old. Like We know that they're not going to be able to. Like, it's a conversation that needs to be had. And it's a conversation that he said. Like, they but, can't yeah, do Emma it. Emma glosses over this. And her idea is, don't worry about that. What we'll do is we'll play tag and we'll use it as a training program for the kids. Yeah, those babies are going to be able to play tag. And Norman and Ray, while Emma's training them physically, Norman and Ray will help them mentally with the game of tag by teaching them how to survival track, skills, like yeah, some outdoor survival. Covering skills. Your this is when they start doing hand signals and stuff. Yeah, yeah, hand signals, covering your tracks, making fake tracks, all they those do sort field of things. Craft, basically. Laying traps. That's what they get taught to do. 
They should have like made the poo sticks from like Vietnam and stuff like that. The poo sticks. Yeah, you know. How do you not know this? Because I wasn't in Nam. <laughs> well, I'm old. I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> when they get back to the field, though, they get asked if they want to play tag because these kids play tag every day by the looks of it. And Sister Crona comes over and is like, I want to play tag as well and I'll be the seeker. This woman is an Olympic runner, right? <laughs> we know that there's a golden snitch among them. This, this woman is an, <laughs> hey. she, she is an Olympic <laughs> runner. She fucking hosses it. She's a, not only that, though, she's a tracker as well, professional tracker by the looks of it. She knows when they lay false tracks that they're false tracks. Do you think it's because they come from farms, orphanages, and the they played these games this style? Probably, this, but there's also, not a lot else to do. Also, we don't know what really goes on during their training program. Well, but we see there's freaking hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, we do see hand-to-hand combat. Do we? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. During, Why would you have hand-to-hand during Sister Crona's little when she starts remembering her past? We see that she learned hand-to-hand combat to deal with unruly kids. What like that? I thought it was to beat up titans. Yeah, I feel so. Why are you bringing Titans into it? Well, that's the only reason they well, there's wolves. hand combat. Uh, right. It's not to fight other fucking... Yeah, it's to police within All right, what are property. we doing here? What are we doing? Bullshit. Carry on with what we bullshit. actually are talking about. You know it's bullshit. I know it's bullshit. <laughs> it's a plot device so fucking dickhead screamy boy can fight Titans. As a Titan. <laughs> so... Yeah, you know. Emma... You know. Emma... Manages to outrun Sister Krona, the Olympic runner, while carrying two children under her arms. Can I reference, by the way, when he was just having that whole rage no, you monologue, can't. he looked like the old man in the chair with the beard that was like, you know what I'm going to miss. Get off my lawn! Exactly. <laughs> Literally looked like that guy on the front porch. I got you in my sights. <laughs> Eventually, right. Krona manages to, she manages to track them down, and Emma's behind and behind a tree, and she's trying not to sort of breathe. And We've all been there. Krona, <laughs> Sister Krona catches her out because she turns around and says, I know you know about the harvest. And she turned around and said, well, I know you know that I know. <laughs> and she says, don't worry, I'm on your side. And then she catches Emma. But she doesn't manage to catch Norman and Ray and they win. I don't know why they had to add that bit in. We win. Yeah, that they won. But then to end the episode, that's when they turn around and go... Well, the only way that Sister Crona would know is because yeah, Isabella knew, knows, yeah. and the only way Isabella knows is there's a traitor among us. <gasps> Press the button. And that's how the episode ends. Call a meeting. Call a meeting. And we go into episode four. Episode four. Takes a deep look at his notes. He realises he's put got tidy in his notes. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> He looks confused as he stares at the page of his own writing. It starts with Norman in his room and he's hiding something under the floorboards behind his bed. Yeah, I remember this. Is it under the floorboards? Is this yeah. Norman's bed? I thought this was when he was going in Ray's bed. Or in... <laughs> that came out wrong. <laughs> I did come out very wrong. He's hiding something behind somebody's bed. Yeah. Let's put it that way. He's experimenting. This is jump... when he finds all Ray's stuff, isn't it? Yeah, he's having a look, yeah. And he finds some stuff. He's having a look stuff, at Ray's you never, stuff, yeah. You never, you never see <laughs> He's what He's experimenting. It is. <laughs> We've all been there. And we, we jump to Isabella. You played Ginger Biscuit. Isab- what? <laughs> you were in the Sea Cadets, right? No, not Sea Cadets. What were you in? Air Cadets. 
Yeah, you played Ginger Biscuit. And definitely not Ginger Biscuit. You fucking did. Played Soggy Biscuit. He played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Jim was the biscuit. <laughs> oh, I love you know, it was called Aerial Biscuit. <laughs> Bombs away. Bombs <laughs> away, lads. You shat on each other. <laughs> He <laughs> shat on a turtle. <laughs> Good times. Good times. We jump to Isabella talking to The Americans to are Krona. not going to know what no, soggy biscuit is. No, Google it. <laughs> Google it. Google it. <laughs> Google it. Get your mates. Have a game. <laughs> we, jump to, we jump to Isabella and she's. She is. No, you're cut off. <laughs> no more. Isabella is. We are not having Yu-Gi-Oh. Can I fucking get on with it? It's him, not me. Jesus Christ! I'm having a laugh. He's (laughs) fucking hell. Isabella is down talking Sister Crona because Sister Crona is trying to get information out of Isabella and she's having none of it. She is basically turning around and telling Sister Crona she is just there as hired help. She's pointless. And she's just got to shut up and do what Isabella says. This pisses Sister Crona off. How does this piss her off? She should know this coming here, that there is a mother. She's going in as a sister. Know your role. This is a customer assistant getting angry at a manager because they think they're the same level. It's actually a supervisor. (laughs) (laughs) We jump back to the normal three. And they've decided that they're going to tell, or that they should tell, Dom and Gilda about what's going on because they're the next oldest, they're the next reliable two. Dom's kind of like the meathead, isn't he? And Gilda's Velma. Yeah, yeah, just the timid. Have you ever seen the kids Scooby Doo where they're where they're really young? That looks no, like Gilda. But does it? It looks exactly like the big round glasses and the bowl haircut thing. And they start talking about working on a strategy that if they they, which they, they lie to them already, though, right? Though. They tell them that they're not demons, that they're... Um... Well, they haven't spoken to them yet. What they do is Ray brings up Phil because they, they're talking about who they think the traitor might be. And Ray turns around and goes, what about Phil? He's strangely good at tag. He is always watching. He's always listening. He's always about. He's really sus. I saw him drop through this, the vents. Yeah, this, this five-year-old. Sorry, Ben. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And Norman's like, well, why don't we move? If we know we might be in trouble, let's move up the escape date and we'll leave in 10 days. Should have done a med base. The, ne- the, next mm-hmm. se- the next scene was a weird one. It's when it takes them a really long time to walk up the stairs and the camera's behind them. Right. I hated these scenes. They look so weird. Yeah, it was a weird like, scene, right? Oh, my. It's. The, the corridor like a video moves game really scene, smoothly, it? but was it supposed character... to be a video game? It, it looks person. like Doom from the fucking yes. 90s. It's so badly done. Yeah, I didn't get the, the whole let's follow him up no, stairs. With it a takes ri- ages. And the... And... Yeah, the marching. Yeah. It was like two <laughs> frames with their shoulder <laughs> movements. It was horrible. In the end, they go, they march their way up to Don, Don, Dom and Gilda, and they try and tell them some stuff. They tell them that There's bad they're people. being sold to bad people. people. And Dom is, Dom is, firstly, he's in denial. As you probably, well, probably would joke, be. Like, yeah, yeah, you're not going to believe it. But then Gilda chirps in and is like, well, actually, I have been sus for a while now as to what's going on. The fact I've that you were touching things. a child for no reason. Well, that and she, she agrees that <laughs> it's weird that... Yeah, that. 
<laughs> it's weird that nobody's received letters from anybody who's ever left. And this is another person who's seen something and hasn't said anything. You see something, you say something. I think they're all in there, a lot of those. What's that for? I th- that's, that's that, um, like, police thing, isn't it? Like, see something, oh, yeah. say something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. See it, report it. They lied Stop, to... Stop, look, listen. Wait, no, that's, that's, that's the Green that's Cross, the green cross Code. <laughs> that was Darth Vader, did you know that's that? That's where I've always gone wrong. That's Darth Vader. The Green Cross Code man is Darth Vader. Really? Yeah. I'm not kidding you. Wow. Carry on, Sheen. That's I'm ridiculous. Not, I'm not diverting it again. Carry yeah, it's, on. It's, him. it's literally Darth Vader. I'm blaming this guy. Carry on, Sheen. They outright lie to Dom and Gilda about Connie dying. So Dom's like, so Connie's in trouble. She's with the bad people. We've got to save her. And they're like, yeah, Connie's with the bad people. Let's get out of here and find Technically, Connie. Technically, she's inside the bad people now. <laughs> Technically? Yeah. Don and... I keep calling him Don. I told you. Dom and Gilda decide that they're on board with escaping and they need to get out of there. And Dom's like, we need to save Connie. Ray pulls Emma and Norman aside after this and tells them that he's pissed off that they've lied to Dom and Gilda and that they should have just fucking told them outright what was going on. And it's right. He is right. 100% right. Why would... Especially the fact that Dom goes on about the fact of saving Connie. When you know Connie's dead, you're still leaving him with that hope and that's even worse. Softening the blow and it's made it worse. It's going to affect the plan. All they're going to think is that she's gone through that gate so we have to escape through that gate. And we're only dealing with bad people. Yeah. But their entire plan relies on not going near the gate. Yeah. Which is where she is. So you've got two people out of five that are going to go, we have to go through the gate. Your plan sucks. Fuck the wall. Next bit's good, though. This, the next bit's when Norman talks to Ray about his plan to trap the spy and that he's... Very dis- clever. Yeah. That he's- is this, this the double bluff? Yeah, yeah so he, it is. Yeah. He tells Very Ray clever. that he's going to tell Dom that he's left the rope, the escape rope, behind his bed. And he's going to tell Gilda that he's left the escape rope in the bathroom, one of the, in the ceiling panel of the bathroom. We cut to the night scene and Gilda sneaks out of the bedroom. Dorm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dorm. the dorm room. She sneaks out of the dorm room and Emma is awake and follows her. And she walks off. But just before we see where she goes, we see a note slide under, under the, the door thing. of well, that's Isabella's what I thought. Room. She slipped it under there that's and what you're supposed to the... Yeah, that's what you're supposed to believe. You're supposed to believe that Gilda's walked along, slipped a note under the door of Isabella's room and walked off. And the note says that the rope is hidden behind Norman's bed. That's when you're like, hold on a minute. Dom was the one that was told that the rope was behind Norman's bed. I totally bed, fell so for this as well. Redirected totally and you're like, fuck, Dom's the one. Dom's been dobbing him in. He's Dom, the Dom. rat. Don we, the dog. Yep. Don is the rat. And we jump to Gilda, and she's actually gone to see Sister Crona. <laughs> that was a Pepsi. <laughs> that was a sober up round. <laughs> and Sister Crona is Lightly. trying to get Gilda to spill the beans on everything. She's like, Gilda, you know everything. You know what everyone's up to. You need to tell me. And Gilda is straight up like, nothing's wrong. You're putting your what? hand up for. He's, he's trying to bait me. He's trying, to, he's trying to bait me into distracting me. On, he Jim. shouted me earlier, so I'm not getting in trouble anymore. <laughs> <laughs> teacher, teacher. Mother. Senpai. Mother, senpai. <laughs> Shini senpai. Mother Shini. Mother Shini. <laughs> when Gilda doesn't want to open up about what's going on, 
Sister Crona tries to bait her, divvying up a little bit of information to Gilda in the hopes that Gilda will then open up about what she knows. Gilda just shuts her down. Gilda's like, I don't know anything. Nothing's happening. I don't know. This pisses Sister Crona off again. But they do that creepy anime thing with it. Don't they? Like, they change her facial expressions and that, and I just don't... Yeah, Sister Crone is supposed to look... she have facial expressions? No, but they go into... You don't like those anime expressions I don't. either. This is the equivalent of the Western zooming on the eyes with a light bit. It's just badly done. Stop doing it. Yeah, it is badly Unless done. you're Quentin Tarantino, because he did it really well. We then jump to Norman with Emma, and Norman is talking to Emma about the traitor, and he says to her, if we find out who it is... Are we going to take them with us anyway? I like this conversation. And Emma is Emma turns around and says, "I yeah, we're taking them. No matter what, even if they've sold us out, they're coming with us." This is when Norman goes searching for the rope. I think this is interesting because Norman asks her that, but what is his feelings on it? No, we find out Norman is fully on board with Emma. Anything Emma says, he like takes. He's like, yeah, this is the way it's going to yes. go. Now's your chance. Now's your chance. Say that they're in love. Do it. He he has romantic <laughs> You little. Softy. He clearly is old lovers lane over there's, here. Yeah, there's something there. Right. But he then goes looking for the rope. He takes Ray with him, and he get, first of all he goes to the bathroom, and in the ceiling panel of the bathroom, the rope is there. It hasn't moved. He then goes to the bed, and it's gone. And Ray turns around and is like, well, clearly it's Dom. It's got to be Dom. You told him it was behind the bed. Dom's Dom's the traitor. I love and this because I Nor- didn't get this at uh, all until it dropped. And yeah, Norman- I fell for this too. Great, Norman turns around and goes, it's you, Ray. You're the traitor. And the episode ends. Dun, dun, dun. Brings us into episode five. We're nearly there. Who are you saying that for? For me and the audience. For, my, for myself. <laughs> I thought it might be. <laughs> episode five opens where episode four left and it's ray weird how that works standing there he's been caught out i love how casual norman is doing this conversation he sits on the fucking desk (laughs) crosses his legs like he's sherlock holmes it's fucking brilliant norman it was elementary my dear ray (laughs) well ray tries to ray tries to laugh out of it and he's like it can't be me you told Dom it was behind the bed and that's why it's gone. And Norman's like, actually, no, I lied to you, Ray. I told Dom it was in the dining hall and I told Gilda it was in the library. So you're the only one who knew that there was a robe in the bathroom and behind my bed. Ray, at this point, then just laughs. He gets busted. He's like, I'm busted and just laughs. He then admits to Norman that he is the spy. I mean, nobody saw it coming. No, I, didn't, I didn't think Ray I was going to be the spy. I didn't this at all. He just doesn't seem like the logical step to go to. Oh, he be did the to Norman spy. because Norman says that he suspected Ray from the start. Norman sees all, apparently. Is he the oldest? Yeah, he is. Norman is. Yeah. Yes. So he's big brother then. Yeah, well, they're the same age as such, but. Don't. No, I'm not having it. <laughs> he's big brother. Always watching. He's the one that fucking Always does big watching. brother. He's <laughs> no, he, does, he does Love Island. Yeah, no, he does Big Brother as well. I like Big, Big Brother. Big Brother's alright. You fucking. I loser. fucking hate it, Big I'd Brother. I'd go in. Aren't no, you? I'd go in. What? You'd go in, Big Brother? Yeah. I thought you don't have a Big Brother. <sighs> I knew he was going to go there, but yeah, I still, you... I still let him. <laughs> I gave him the satisfaction of just delivering uh-huh. anyway. Uh huh. 
You allow uh, him to. It's not me you're delivering it to. It's your big brother. <laughs> oh wow! Like, let's just take moving on. Going back to Ray. Yeah. Ray admits to Norman that he's been mum spy for. Empty, he's been mum spy for as long as he can remember. He's always been there, fucking dobbing everyone into mum. Does this mean he's been doing it since he was in the womb? Because that's as long as he can remember. No, I just meant like. Who's he dobbing in in the womb? <laughs> I, I, I that just tried sperm. To, I tried <laughs> that to embryo that. over there. He's fucking still here. <laughs> He just means that, yeah, he's been a spy for as long as he can remember for mum. Norman's, instead of being angry, he's just, he turns around to Ray and is just like, I want you closer now so I can keep an eye on you. Take my breath away. And I want you, I want you to flip sides and become a double agent. Saucy. He turned around and said, I know when so far he went too far. He, he's carrying it on for I know no, he is. Like, no reason. Like, no I reason. made the joke and he's fucking running off. Take my breath for No, no, no. Ray. I'm the funny one. You're the fat one. Uh, yeah, I don't mind that. They're normally <laughs> the funny ones. No, they're the jolly ones. Uh, that's what I am. I'm jolly. No, you're not. Ray asks Norman Ow. why he... How? <laughs> why he wants anything to do with him anyway. Why does Norman want Ray involved still? And Norman turns around to Ray and is basically... He says Emma reminded Norman that they're family no matter what. And that because Ray's part of the family, he can't be left behind. He's... You know Emma's not going to leave anyone behind. No, she doesn't... You know, good. she wants to take the babies as well. So she's going to fucking forgive Ray and take him as well. Well, he's already asked that. Norman had already asked if, if we found out who the traitor That's was. That's why he... Well, this is when Norman turns around and is like... Do you reckon I, that's why Norman called him out? The, she asked what, Emma, and then Emma said, no, we've got to take him anyway, so I'll yeah. call him out and switch him. And he also brings up the fact that he not, knows... Because if not, he might have gone the opposite way. Yeah. Just been like, I reckon I'll he feed you the information. Genuinely fucked, reckon he yeah. would have. Yeah. yeah, if Emma said, no, we're not taking him, Norman would have planned to leave Ray behind. I don't know, but also Nor- fed- Norman also knows that Ray was the reason that they found out the truth in the first place. This is when he tells Ray. He's like, I, kn- I knew anyway that you left Bunny there on purpose and told us if we were quick enough, we could get to the gate in time. But you also know that Ray wants to kill himself. What? He wants to set himself on fire. What? He did it in his letter at the end. Yeah, he sees the stuff behind the bed. Yeah. And he, he's he already, already knows the, it's there. Yeah, the clog, cogs are turning for Norman already. All right. But he says to Ray that even though he's a traitor, he knows that he's not really on Mum's side anyway. Because of the fact that he wanted them to find the truth. Which is a clear giveaway that even if he is a traitor, he's not really a traitor. He's playing a game. I think Norman sees that he's playing a game and recognises someone that is. Game recognises game. He he asks Ray, what do you get out of helping mum anyway? And Ray's like, she promised not to ship me out and she gives me rewards for my cooperation. Which is not happening, by the way. The fact that he's like, oh, she promised me not to ship me out. Well, there's out. another reason she doesn't want to ship him out. Well, we know that eventually. Which we yeah. find out at the end. But that, that is another reason she sort of ah, clings on to Ray in the hopes that obviously he'll be a traitor for her. But there's a reason to keep him around if he is. Ray comes up with um, the fact that he has already done sort of outside research and he's got lots of information from mum about the outside world and stuff like that. And that every reward he seems to receive is really dated and old. And shouldn't be from that time that they're living in. 
He also says that, don't worry, Norman, I can break the tracker. We haven't got a problem there. Does he explain how he does know the time thing? Yeah, he says the books. So the books mention certain technology. He asks for it, and then he gets an old yeah, version these, of these, it. Yeah, these are clearly updated books within reason, up-to-date sort of books. Well, yeah, they're but, 2015 and 14. And yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. But he says that, for some reason, the equipment he always asks for and receives is always old, and he doesn't know why. I have a theory, but we can leave that till later. Norman calls Ray his trap card. You've activated my trap card. <laughs> I left it. I, I left I, it. I, no, I, I, I gave him the dead F to do that. Ray says to Norman that he's done everything he's done so far because he sp- specifically wants Norman and Emma to live. That's why he's been doing it all. He just wants them to, to live. This is never explained. And why? He, he asks Norman to trick Emma. He's like, trick her, pretend we're going to take everyone. And then you two just get out of here. That's what he really wants. And Norman agrees to it. He's like, yeah, okay, I'll abandon the fact that I agreed to Emma that we're going to take everyone and we'll get, you know, I'll just take Emma. Again, though, it's never explained about why he wants those two in particular to escape. Never. Well, Ray leaves the room after this and Norman's sitting there and he's thinking and then all of a sudden he realises something and we don't know what. But his expression changes as if something's clicked. And then it cuts to Ray. And we see Ray and he's with Isabella. And we just see we just see Ray sort of reporting to Isabella. Nothing is given away at this point. We just see them converse a little bit. But then we jump to Ray, Emma and Norman in the forest. And Emma's talking to Norman about who the spy might be. And Ray turns around and is like, oh, by the way, Emma, I'm the spy. Catches her off guard. Well, he's just sort of like, oh, get round to it. She's not not bothered, but then she is. um, But not in the way that you think she is. She's not angry. She's sad that Ray had to know the secret and had to deal with it on his own and watch as people left and he knew what was happening to them. And he had to bear that burden on his own. And she's sad that he had to do that. And he felt like he had to do that. But it is the only emo-y character in anime that is justified yeah yeah that i can think of like he has to deal with kids dying every fucking two months and he's fucking depressed about it yeah yeah he's stoic yeah in this moment as well dom turns up and starts going on and on about how he wants to save connie they need to hurry up with the plan because they need to save connie they mention the fact that they realize that mum seems to disappear every night just before eight o'clock and that she must be disappearing into some sort of secret room. Hell of a leap again. Yeah, it is. Like, maybe she's just gone in her room. Well, no, because in a scene, a throwaway scene just before this, Emma's doing this counting thing with her feet by a wall. Yeah. And we find out that actually she has worked out the fact that the wall's longer, but it shouldn't be longer. And that there's dead space. Mother's room doesn't take up the hole. Yeah, so there's clearly a hidden room somewhere in there. And Ray mentions, well, yeah, she probably does have a secret room because that's where she does all her check-ins. And they're like, what, 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 what? And he's like, yeah, she has to check in with grandmother about everything that's been going on. She has to do this every day. Check in every day. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. Every day? It's a handover. It's a handover. Yeah, I guess so. You've but... never had to do a handover to your deputy? <laughs> <laughs> and Dom turns around and is like, well, we need to get into the secret room. We have to get into the secret room. And they're, 
they're telling him, no, it's a bad idea. Don't do it, Dom. And they have a go at him and they snap at him and they're like, Dom, go and prepare dinner because otherwise mum's going to think something's wrong. And he's like, yeah, no worries. Come on, Gilda, let's go. And he goes off with Gilda and they go into mum's room instead. He goes off plan, decides he's going to go in there. They find the sliding bookcase and the secret door. And just as they're standing in front of the secret drawer door trying to get it open, someone turns up and the door handle starts to move. And that's how the episode ends. And we come into the last one, episode six. It was Phil. Phil. Good old Phil. Phil came in Good the room. Good old Phil. Phil turns up. It wasn't mum coming in the room. It was Phil. We all knew it wasn't though, right? That, this is a trope. Yeah, of fucking this is a trope. The door handle's yeah, going. Course. It's always the bad guy. They're, gonna get, never the they're bad about guy. to get caught. Never the bad guy. They don't get caught. And it cuts back to Emma, Norman and Ray. And they're discussing the plan about clearing the wall. How they're going to get over the wall. How they're going to escape. Because at this point, they don't know that there's a big problem with their plan. They also say that they've got to somehow get as much info as possible of the outside world to help them and to help aid what they do after they've got over the wall. Which is fair. Which, which is, is fair. fair. That's right. How are you getting that info? You're not. You're not. Like, the only person who would know about the outside world mom. is mum. And, and sister. And sister Krona, yeah. But other than that... There's literally fuck all you can do about it. Maybe the books. No, surely they'd handpick those in there. Yeah, I was going to say, they'd just be stories, wouldn't they? Like, Yeah, maybe. But there are books in there that are about the outside world. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, surely they'd so. be hand-chosen. They're not going to be about, oh yeah, the outside world is full of demon towns. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they're not about the demons and stuff like that, but there is the information about the the world of like... Yeah, but it's not the world. Yeah. Because, I mean, there is a point that you see on the wall a world map. There is. Yeah. Well, you see, like, Africa, South America, yeah, North I know, America, uh, and You stuff do like see that. it a few times, but you're, that's not going to be relevant. That's okay having a map of the world, but, you know, that's like me reading fucking some stupid Finding Nemo story and then assuming that that's fucking fact. But it still does mean that there is that reality there, that there is that place, instead or of it just being... me reading about the fucking Romans are going, that still exists. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if the only knowledge you had of a potential outside world was the Roman outdated. Empire... It's yeah, outdated. Yeah, that's true. He knows that the only... The books are dated, so it says 2015. They're in 2045 by the calendar that's on the wall. Roughly. Are they? Yeah. yeah. I never even saw that. Yeah, it's on the calendar yeah. that they. she marks the red... Exit through the days, and she's got the adoption days on there. It says 2045 on it. Interesting. And the book that they mention is from 2015. Yeah. It's the latest book that they mention. We cut to Dom, and he's running through the corridor, and he runs straight into Mum, pilfers her key. Are the American audience going to know Pilfer? Yoink. She steals, she steals the key. She, he steals the key. Pilfer's a real word. I think that's is an English it, thing, yeah. I think is it not an English thing? I no. thought it was an English thing. Pilfer. Pillage. No, that's that's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> different type of stealing, but still. After after this, it jumps back to Emma again. She's in the library. When it, the topic of the outside world comes up, it she is like, I might be able to help here. Let's go to the library. This is the Morse code, isn't it? William Minerva. Now, Minerva. Monagal. Anybody? Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> Minerva. Minerva. Yeah. yeah. Does, does this author turn into a cat? 
I do. William Minerva is the author of these books that they're looking at. Emma says that she has found messages in the books, in certain books. Not actually, no, random books. Yeah, they specifically they're... say it's literally they have to look for all of them because there's no guarantee what book it's in because it's like a stamp, isn't it? Like a yeah, library the, stamp. Yeah. It's an owl. It's an owl. Yeah, it's an owl. But she actually says that she wasn't the first one to find these. She says that Phil was the one that brought the messages Good old Phil. to Good old her Phil. attention. He's on it. <laughs> that one's a stretch though, right? What, yeah. The, the smartest. He knows more Four? Yeah. yeah, he's four. Yeah, the smartest four-year-old on the planet is not going, I found Morse code. Do you want to have a gander? <laughs> well, no, maybe he... I'm looking at maybe the pretty, pretty just, owl that's Maybe been not posted, necessarily found Morse code, but maybe he found... The random stamps in he all saw these the books and was like, what's going on here? And then Surely all the books would have stamps. I they mean, do. These ones but, create a pattern. These ones, but yeah. would a four-year-old yeah. oh, notice a pattern? A very intelligent one, He is a very intelligent four-year-old. Ridiculously so. Yeah. Not fucking normal. We cut back to Dom and Gilda again, and they're entering the secret room. That's it. And then we cut back again. <laughs> so much fucking jumping back and forth in this bit. Well, yeah, because these things are, as far as running I can tell, simultaneously, running, uh, yeah, side by side. Yeah, we jump back to the guys again in the books, and they talk about the fact that the books have got a circular seal on it and a Morse code imprinted in the seal. Well, they say that the the print is the same, but the circle round the outsides are different. Broken so there's a lines, different pattern. So it's dash and dots and stuff yeah. like that, and you can see that. Once again, we jump back to Dom and Gilda and they start heading down a secret hatch in this secret room. I found this weird. So she has a secret room and then she has a secret secret room. <laughs> She's got yeah. a secret room and then a secret right? hatch. Yeah, well, she has a secret room and then a secret... It's a dark, dark room. town with a dark, dark house with a dark, dark door with a dark, dark room with a dark, dark, dark cellar. I knew. I knew. <laughs> I knew he was going to go there though because I was thinking the same thing. the skeletons live. Jesus. I was thinking the dark, dark house <laughs> with the dark, dark room. I was thinking exactly the same thing. Wasn't going to say it, we, but I, I did think it was weird that she had like this room, a secret yeah. room with like books and bookshelves and that. To if be I fair, the secret person, room is very easily accessible by pulling a yeah. But that, what's more bookcase? safe than having not just one secret room but two, it's three, three? Yeah, it's three. I think, <gasps> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're just saying what's better. <laughs> I was just thinking, to be fair, they should have a look at those books on that bookshelf inside the secret room. They're more interested in the what's hiding. Yeah, I know what's and what's in the secret hatch. And they know they're stuck for time, James. Uh, I know they're going to sit there and start reading books. Well, no, I was just thinking that nick some. Yeah, maybe those books are different. Could grab different books. You could. It's not easy to hide. Those those books will have knowledge of stuff that they are not allowed to know about. Yeah, true. We jump back again to Emma and the gang and she tells them that she's read these Morse codes, well, most of the Morse code messages, and they are messages from the outside world that there's some sort of ally on the outside world or there was some sort of ally on the outside world because they don't know how old these the messages are. The last step was 2017, wasn't it? Yeah, something along those lines. So they're not even sure if this person years. exists. But the messages clearly state like, they say things like demons, run, get out, sort of thing. They're just basic worded messages saying that they're in trouble. Let's put it that way. We jump again back to Dom and Gilda. 
they're in down the hatch they find a room full of toys mementos bunnies on the shelf and this is when dom sees connie's toy bunny and, the and ball, he puts two yeah. and two together instantly. Yeah, the penny sort of drops for Dom, and he's like, Connie would never go anywhere without Bunny. So something's not right. And all these other toys that other people had. They recognise most of the toys as being toys that belong to previous children who have left. The, and then they find the device, the uh, transmission device, want to call it. Like a CB a radio. radio in it. Yeah. It's a radio. And we jump back to the gang again. And they're talking about the fact that something in these books must be a guide to help them when they get out. This Now, this is odd because they mention this, the, the whole fact that the, the, the books must be some sort of guide. Or and they never like. come back to it. No. This show does that a lot, though. Do you yeah, reckon it does. they'll come back to that in season two and we'll get a flashback of them reading the books? But we oh, never, we so. never see them, t- unless that's supposed to be the point that in season two they're going to pull out of a backpack that they've taken with them one of the books. and Or maybe a notebook with all of the notes. Of yeah, possibly, because obviously we never see him take one. But So season two is Journey to the Centre of the Earth. Land of the Lost? I'd have gone that way. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Land of the Lost. Going back to the, the books being a guide, they talk about... One of the books has got a ripped page in it, and another one has a stamp, but no Morse code message in it. It's just I a solid this. circle. So there's a couple of the books don't add up. There's something not right with them, and that's why they bring up the whole map thing that these specific ones that don't have a clear message in them must mean something else within the book, possibly. I thought this was the point where they were going to look at the name on the front of it, and it was going to be like Neverland or something like that. And it was going to be a finding, because I think they do say finding as one of them. Possibly, the I can't remember. And then I thought that they were going to look at the front and it was going to be like, Neverland. Written Which would have been... J.M. Barry. Yeah, it would have been good, yeah. And then they could have been like, oh, to the, this, like, like when a movie Pan. says the movie's name. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, well, no, I thought it was more of the well, fact that... J.M. Barry going, at Peter Pan, it'd be cool yeah. to have the reference. Yeah, well, that's what using I thought. Neverland. Well, that's what I thought. They were going to like, be like Neverland, and then they'd read about Neverland, and it's how all the kids are in a separate world, and that might come to fruition in second might series. Might be why they called it what they did. Yeah. Because it's some sort of stretch to Peter Pan. I think it might be. Like, that might be... Well, that would be the book. The, the, they're promising the younger kids a Neverland. Yeah. But we can talk about this, but this is part of my theory of what this actual show is. I'd say yeah. it's an like, Pan, but it's not. Yeah, I think I it's like a Peter Pan sort of thing, but... Well, they're the Lost Boys. Yeah, in That's essence, what these yeah. kind of kids are, and I guess Emma would be Peter in this? Yes, sort of. The hyperactive leader? Yeah. With a vivid imagination? Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you were going, yeah. With the red hair? hair? Yeah, I literally thought the same thing. Captain dude. Hook is Isabel. Even though Peter Pan had brown hair, I just want to point that out. Peter Pan was a brunette. <laughs> Captain was Hook... He? Is Isabel? Disney made him red. Uh, hey. Captain Hook is Isabel. Yeah. Um, Coro- Corona is um. Really? Is Smee? Sister well, Corona. Sister Corona is Smee. Not Corona. Sister I said Corona. Sister Corona. Would she be Hook? She's not the leader. She works for and kind of mm, breaks away. No, but she's the one that's there trying to keep them. No, she's. Would she be the chief? No, she. No, she's mother. Who they who they leave and go to Netherland. Yeah, maybe. Oh, so we looking at this as this is the real world and they go off to Neverland. Yeah. See, I th- I'm looking at this from the term of 
this is Neverland and they're trying to escape from Neverland because well, this is... Neverland a, is a place where kids don't grow up. That's the point Well, exactly. Well, so, no, strictly not. They, so depending on which they, Peter Pan you look at. Technically, they don't grow up because they don't get to. Yeah. Exactly. This is why I'm saying this is Neverland. Oh, when they do, they or it's just pirates. a stretch in the fact that they wrote the story and were like, kind of sounds a little bit like Peter Pan, so we'll call it The Promised Neverland. Yeah. We can talk well, about or that. it's called The Promised Neverland because they don't grow up. Yeah. 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 They get Just, to 12 and then simple. they die. Yeah, it's that simple. We jump back to Dom and Gilda, and Dom's having that realisation that they, him and Gilda have been lied to and not been told the full story. And he starts freaking out. He gives a good old punch. Just as they're down yeah. in the um, celery room, down the hatch. <laughs> celery room? <laughs> the celery room. The cellar. Cell- cellar room. Mum... Um, Enters it's just the full room. of blue and celery. <laughs> Mum enters the room. She walks into her office. She, right? How did she not realise the bookcase was moved aside? And well, the bookcase wasn't moved aside though. When she comes in, no, that's what I mean. It's a jar. How? Is it a jar, or does she not? No, it's not a jar. Everything's is it? closed. Everything's sealed up. Yeah. Maybe they shut it. It's when got all open in. from both sides, just in case a kid comes in. Yeah, yeah I guess I so. so. Yeah. That was a double agreement from me and Sheenie there as well. We jump back to Emma, Norman and Ray again. And they, when they leave the library, they realise, they walk into the dining hall and they realise that nobody's made dinner yet. They and, don't see Dawn. And they specifically ask Dom and Gilda to make the dinner. Then they panic. And we cut back to Dom and Gilda again and they're hiding. And they know that mum is in the office and they can hear her above them. But just as she's about to open, open the, the door, open the third she realises her key's yeah. not there. And she's about to... I don't know what she's going to do. Luke do something. Shit. Yeah, do something. One of the little kids runs in. Is it Phil? It's Phil. I think it's Phil. It's Phil. I think Phil already knows what's... Or he's cottoned on that there's things going on. Um, I think he's sus. I don't think he's got the comprehension. But I think he knows that something's not right. He just doesn't know how to process it because he's four. Yeah, well, he does say that later on. Yeah. But Phil or not Phil... Hands, hands mum the key and we see that Dom and Gilda have escaped so how? I how? don't know they opened a bookcase is there another exit? no no I don't no, get it like she locks mom the door the doesn't she? she hears the noise oh no no unless mum just leaves the office and the next scene we get is just after they've left Maybe, but that's just ridiculous. But we don't actually see them leaving. I guess that's what it's supposed to be, is that mum gets the key and then isn't worried about the door and then walks off and then they just leave. I guess. That is poor screenwriting. Yeah. Play it out then. Yeah. You've got 30 seconds. Yeah, have her leave and then them slip out. Yeah. At least we would have seen it and or then not gone, or how the hell did they get the out? room, then fucking exhaling with a sigh of relief and then call it a day. Yeah. We cut to Dom storming over to the rest of the crew and he demands the truth and that he knows that nothing's right and that people are dead. He knows that Connie's dead. And this is where he gives them a good old right hook, isn't it? Oh, yeah. He lays down SmackDown on a few of them. Two. He hits Ray. No, or pushes Ray over. No, he punches Ray. Punches and he Ray. Pu- punches him in Norman. Norman. And then he grabs, grabs Emma. Emma. And he's going to, but then he's like, nah. Well, Norman tells Norman tells him everything. He he lays it all down. That's when Dom has his little fit and he starts hitting people. And it, do you know? Are we sure it's Dom? 
I think it's Don. It might be Don. I'm not having Don. Oh, I don't know. Don Corleone. I, I'll, st- I'll stick with Don for now, but I have a sneaky feeling it might be Don. I don't know. I keep writing Don in here, and I feel we'll, like we'll I have corrected back. myself. We'll report back. Does he like pasta? <laughs> I like pasta. I like pasta. What he's He tells the rest of the group that what he's really sad about is the fact that they thought that he was too much of a burden to tell the full truth to. Well, both of them. He he says that yeah. you thought both of us were too much of a burden. It's not the way that it played out, though. They didn't tell them because there's they were only scared so of the much you would believe. I was going to say, you'd be one if worried that they believe If I said there's it. some bad guys after me, you're going to go, there's some bad guys after you? If I can, you went, there's some demons, literal demons after me, and they're going to eat us. Yeah. You're going to go, huh? Yeah. I'll be going Grayson's had too much to drink again today. <laughs> he's been in that infirmary. I've yeah. been in the with infirmary. The ru- he's been with the, been with the, <laughs> rubbing, with the rubbing alcohol. Rubbing alcohol yeah. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Dom, le- Dom decides he's gonna, Dom decides he's gonna leave. <laughs> Dom storms out. He goes and he goes to go and he storms outside to reflect on his actions of what he's just done and all the information he's just taken in. And he is sad because he 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 feels weak like they didn't tell him because he's weak and he wouldn't be able to handle it and i think he also feels that he handled the situation poorly as well well yeah he went in and punched him yeah everyone sort of goes outside and they 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 do a round of apologies and everyone sort of says they're sorry and Let's get over I this. I didn't want Ray forward. to apologise here. Well, he kind of doesn't. He kind of it's very half heartedly does, it's though. It's out of character. He should have just come in and done a Vegeta. I'm not apologising for this. He, sort of he just says, he says sorry, but in the most reluctant way possible. Yeah. <laughs> Look, but somebody's watching them again. As they're having this discussion outside, we get the POV, James, <laughs> of somebody watching. His sister stuck. We jump. <laughs> oh god <laughs> we jump <laughs> we jump to one week until the escape and we see emma we, we see emma and norman and they're doing some washing and emma turns around to norman and says that she has a plan and she tells norman the plan but we don't hear it and we also find out that they don't want to tell ray just yet about what they're discussing this is when norman searches around ray's bed and he finds something and we don't see what he finds, and we don't get the payoff for this until the very last episode. Hold on. Have you wrote? Yep. Norm is tidy. <laughs> Norm gets tidy. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, doesn't that look, look like sock whack? What? So they can sock whack. That's what it looks like. Yeah. That's your writing. What's wrong with you? You're the driver of this fucking oh, bus. Oh, I know what it says. Welcome to the English education system. They come up with a plan to distract mum so that they can search the wall. That does not say search the wall. That says sock whack. <laughs> I search the wall. I know what it says now. I know my own handwriting. Fuck off does that say search the wall. Show me that again. Search wall. S E. R C H. There's no R. There is There's an R. There's no R. There is an R. That is a rounded. We're not peg. here to discuss my notes, okay? <laughs> it's a good job we ain't, or else we'd Fucking have some up. conversations. There's hidden messages in that. Their, their plan is that Talk Ray right. is going to go. Ray is going to go to Mum and tell her that Norman is trying to kill her and distract her while they check out the wall. That's a nice wall. Mum just sort of goes, "Thanks for telling me, Ray." Oh, by the way, 
you're the next shipment. Just thought I'd let you know. And the dates have been moved. Then we see Sister Krona just burst out of the trees. As they're doing what they're doing, about to go and search the wall properly, Sister Krona bursts out the trees and is like, I've been watching you. I watched you the night before as well. I've been listening to all your discussions. And it ends with her saying, let's join forces. A weird way to end episodes. So we're six episodes in. Uh, How are we feeling about it? Um, Curious, but not engaged. Yeah, I was the same. I think the story's good. So far, so far you're kind of wanting to know, will they get away, won't they get away? Yeah, I did want to know. I thought it was just slow, though. Just too slow. The pacing was slow. Very slow. I don't want it to be much faster than There's what it is. There's a lot of quality. This is it. They tried to pack it with faster. sort of quality. It's glacial. It, does, it doesn't pay off as well as they think it does. It pays it's off. close. But it's not something... Close. If you think about the story itself, it's not something that needs to be rushed or should be rushed. No, it shouldn't be rushed. Point, I, don't, I don't want to slam through this yeah. and half the time. And have them escape I want five it or six like episodes. 10% faster than what it is. Right. Just so I can have a bit more. Problem is they pack this with so many twists and turns, though. Yeah, which well, does get a bit much yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But there's bits s- that I want more of, like Sister, where they could have invested a bit more time. Sister it's Krona. stuff like that. Yeah, I want stuff like that. I don't want them to rush to the end to them escaping. I want. Yeah. I just want to see some things play out a bit more, a bit more time Sister, invested in character. Sister Corona was a very two-dimensional character. Yeah, that's the problem, and there are a few characters like that. She's there as filler. I thought Phil was there as filler. Yeah, Phil's there for filler. <laughs> she, Sister Corona's whole purpose is just to uh, march their story on a little bit further. Yeah, yeah but, but she then has a twist right here in episode six, right at the end. And it's like... Is she... Yeah, but no, it's not a twist, though, is it? Because she's actually... If it was the let, end of a season, yeah, it would be. But yeah. mid-season, that's not a twist. It's not a twist, because you, you soon know find out done. that she's not really on their side. It's a plot device to push yeah. it that's forward. The, that's the problem right there, yeah. You nailed it, is that this character is not a character. She's a plot device. And yes. I would much rather her be just a little bit more invested in it yeah. to be a character. You know, take 10% of the time away from what's going on and give it to yeah. her. Because they do quite well with the fact that, yeah, she's an absolute mental nut who just wants to be a mother. Yeah, and they give her some little bits, but yeah. they don't really give her a full-ish character. Not even It's not mm. even close. It's kind of, it's just shy of actually being a developed person. Yeah. Well, so so far, I like I like I like Norman, Ray, and Emma. Yeah, really great, really great. And trio. I like the really whole great. mystery around Phil. Yeah, and Mum's really good. Love the character. Isabella, oh. Isabella is brilliant. Really I want good. more, though, from Isabella. No. Yes, no. I want more. No. I like the fact that she seems really... You don't really know f- what she's up to. Yeah, I like that she seems really flat until maybe the last three episodes, and you're like, fuck. When she snaps. Yeah. yeah. And, she go, and then it's just all out, I know, fuck you, you'll never escape, so I don't worry. Give up. And even in the last episode, she goes beyond that, and like, I did try and escape, and I know it can't be done, don't mm. worry. And when they do do it, she's like, fucking hell, they did it. Run. Yeah. It's like her character is so good and it develops and develops as the story goes on. And as her environment changes, she slightly changes, but it's not out of character changes. You see more and more of the real her. Yeah. It's too quick. 
What's too quick? Like the nah. fact, no, the, the, the this no, goes on for months. No, no, yes. but I mean, as in the swaps and the changes and that from Isabella, I'd have liked to have seen that paced a little bit more. But how could it be? Her, her reaction of is fucking situation. run. Her reaction is situational. It's very situational. They escape, so she has nothing left to do. She can't go after them. So her reaction is run. She plays this whole thing very. Almost chess. like a chess it's game. It's a chess game. Yeah. She has already planned ahead what the kids are going to do. She already knows what they're planning. She knows pretty much everything, except obviously they do trick her in the end, which we'll get to in part two. But so far, she is a solid character. She's my favourite. just playing She's this quiet... Favorite. She is my favourite character. Yeah, in she is a Closely followed by Ray. I, I like, like Ray. I do like Norman myself. But like he Norman is a bit far-fetched to tell intelligent. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. He, I, he connects Norman the dots was a bit so close fast. to just being a smart kid, and it went a bit too far to uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's He's a Sherlock. fucking genius. Where it is yeah. just like, I can see the fucking Matrix. Yeah. Is yeah. his level of intelligence. I instantly connect dots. Just a bit too straight much. Away. Yeah. Whereas yeah. mum's really balanced, and everything she does is, I will plan this. Fuck. I'm going to get I'm the gonna tracking react. device out. I'm going to show you yeah. that I know. Like, She's such a game player. Yeah. And even when the game doesn't go right, her reaction still, although it changes your perception of her character, it's not out of character. Yeah. I loved her character. Mm. And I do at the minute. Yeah. As same. well. Like I think I said to you when we were watching this, I was just like, there's not a lot going on. In the first four episodes, not a lot happens. But they're yeah. building towards... I was but that's you. what I mean. Like There wasn't a lot going on, no. the best and then thing, everything happens... The best thing and the worst thing about this is it's slow, purposeful, but it's not engaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really not. This yeah. is not like some of you will pick up and you're like, I've got to watch the next episode. It's like, I'll watch the next episode. They're, they're, so they're, they so are pretty good at leaving episodes at good spots. Yeah, but they just don't leave me curious enough to be excited for the next one. Mm. Shall I tell you what this one does? It does what Steinsgate does. Leaves everything till the end. And then you yeah, get it does, yeah. all the information at the end. But the difference is with Steinsgate, there's like snippets of information and things that happen throughout that episode that give you like questions for the next bit. And you're watching it for the questions to be answered. This one is more of, I know what the answer is. I know what the questions are at the moment, but they're having to give me things to keep me interested in it. I think after three or four episodes, though, you learn that your questions are wrong. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Which is a downfall as well. The whole kind of M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong twist in every episode is a bit much. Yeah. You see, I know that you know that I know that you know. Yeah, on the flip side of that, and in its defense to play devil's advocate to myself... It, if it didn't do that, this wouldn't be much of a show. No, absolutely. And the idea that they do that is played really on the show, early on the when show they is say a game of chess. This is chess. Yeah, the, the show is a game of chess. Who's going to come they out tell you on that. top? They tell you that. Yes, going in, so you you should know that that's what it is. But yeah. it just doesn't pay off. Not that it doesn't pay off. No, that's the wrong way of putting it. It doesn't do it for me. It's like I I enjoyed it. Would I have watched past episode three if I didn't do it for the podcast? Probably not. Fair enough. It was the... I'm glad I did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I did. Yeah, because all your payoffs are at the end. Yeah. 
well, on that note, it's time for us to chuff off. All you summoners can join us next time where we will be reviewing the final six episodes of The Promised Neverland. If you've got any questions or queries or just want to chat, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at How Not to Summon. I've been Shini Senpai. I've been Jim. I've been Grayson. See you later. See ya. Ta-ra. Right.